Top 5 Go Podcast. I am your host, Kevin, and I'm here as always with my co-hosts, Shante and Aaron. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's up? Oh, man, I, I'm doing good, but I had slept on my shoulder wrong or something last night. My shoulder is all messed up right now. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, my God. That sucks. Maybe you should go to the chiropractor. I know. Seriously. That sounds... How do you, how do you say that? That's the word of the day. So... Aaron yeah. Shente, Aaron, yeah. I'm sorry about your shoulder. Yeah, it sucks, man. I hope it feels better. I hope it feels better. Today, we're going to be doing a topic that has nothing to do with your shoulder. Yeah. At all. We are going to be doing Game of Thrones characters. Game of yeah. Thrones mm. TV characters. Uh, yeah, but like, I mean, did you read the book? I read bit? the first two, so and, I'm not done with And uh, Aaron, have you read the book? I read about three chapters of the first book. Listen, if you... <laughs> I think that's a no. Yeah, the, the answer is no. I, so, I have not read the book. I have not read the book either. We have a special guest here, though. He's a Game of Thrones aficionado, mm-hmm. a Song of Ice and Fire aficionado. Absolutely. And also the uh, host of... What's the name of the show? The Modern Educator The Podcast. Modern Educator. We have the name of the our show. friend... Corey here. What's going on, Corey? Yo, yo, yo. My name is Corey Brown, first of his name, <laughs> slayer of dragons, bringer of knowledge. I can't imagine yes. that Corey Brown, I that you're the first Corey Brown ever. With my sword. He's brought a sword. He, I have a sword in, in my hand. I, 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 will, I will put it back in its sheath momentarily. I first would like to introduce my sword to the podcast. Yes. Its name is uh, Detention Skipper. <laughs> I bought this sword when I was 15 at the San Diego Comic-Con, nice. and uh, my parents would not let me keep it in the ha- house, so my best friend held on to it for some, like, 10 years, <laughs> and I forgot about it, and then uh, when we were watching Game of Thrones, he's like, yo, dude, still got that sword. I was like, I'll take it back. So, nice. Detention Skipper is here protecting me. So, Corey Brown, friends of his name, welcome to... I'm sure you're not the first. I'm sure you're not the first Corey I'm, Brown. No, there's, but... there's many other Corey Browns. <laughs> Corey Brown, seventeenth of your name. Thank you. Seventeenth <laughs> to the nth yeah. degree. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. As I said, he seemed to be the perfect guy to bring on for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he walked in carrying a sword, guys. He, he did. He was, We're he like, was, well, I did. are you busy? I've literally <laughs> never had someone come in the studio with a sword. And this is the first. I'm yes. a little disappointed well, he that he's not in then. full costume, but I mean, the sword did, I mean, did it well. It was great. What's your house sigil? Uh, it, oh, uh, it's it's got to be the sloth. Um, <laughs> oh, he's especially still during COVID. Wait, are you from the same house? We might be. Uh, we are both white guys. <laughs> so. This is accurate. Oh, your cousin's been apparently. <laughs> right? That's that's how it works. Apparently, <laughs> same family. Apparently, Mister. And let <laughs> Mr. me say, Brown. I have read all the books. Yeah. I have read all the extra material. I've played like six video games. I played board games, mm-hmm. card games. I am a top tier Game of Thrones nut. Okay. And I even went back to my hometown of San Diego, like three years ago, SD? and I competed in a Game of Thrones trivia competition, okay. and I won $500. Nice. Shout out to my boys, John David Rodriguez Siscon and Karen Deterre, uh, Kieran Deterre, because uh, we, we stomped that. <laughs> we stomped the competition. Then he was perfect to bring here. I did yeah. not realize wow. all of the acumen the yet. The credentials, man. Yes. I, I will say, some people in my top five and honorable mentions are book-only characters. Okay. So I'm hmm. giving that caveat out there. Yeah. Yeah, listen, you're going to, as you know, here on the Top 5 Podcast, you, you've heard about how we do things here. You're just going to have to bring the heat and let us know why yeah, they're I will, great. I will argue 
let us know because we don't know. So if we don't know, like Aaron has three three chapters. Aaron and I combined have three chapters <laughs> of knowledge from the book. So and what a great three chapters that Kevin and I have sure. read. I will say, like <laughs> they the, were, they the were writing, really, really good. The writing for the books is phenomenal. You you understand why people get so into them. I I wish I had finished them all. I am going to eventually, just haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. I I would agree with that. I mean, it's a very limited sample size that I have of the books, but I really enjoyed the chapters that I read. It just hasn't fallen back into the you know. For me, the only reason I haven't read a song of ice and fire it's because lately I've been doing a lot of book on tape audiobook mm-hmm. and when I looked at the audiobook I think it was like at the time $75 for an audiobook is and it for the entire dang. series though um I think it was for the first two books ooh that is but it's because pricey. like it's so much like hours and hours of audio recording mm-hmm. and I was like oh I can't I can't pay $75 to listen to a a book that I may not even be that into because I'm no. just listening to it. I'll say this. Reading it, it's a quick read. It's an easy read, even though, and he does such a great job of like describing and building the world and you get really immersed in it. They're thick books, but it's, you're, it's you get through them surprisingly quickly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would encourage you to go grab the books if you don't want to listen to someone reading to you for well, I like audio books. It was just that like I, the price tag comparatively yeah, yeah i was like i don't know how i feel about that i think i got the whole series not the newest one that he just bought but the whole other books for like 30 bucks see that's what i'm saying so, so i was like i get i can oh, do that on. the newest one was 10 years ago didn't he just publish one he's published a bunch of like little companion novels oh, okay and stuff well then new. i have a book set of five so if there's more yes. than five books five, out there five is the limit there's okay. an expected total of seven and George keeps promising us book six is almost there. Going, it's almost there. Dude, do you think you're you gonna better get not there? die before you finish it? Yeah, no, you think he's gonna get there? I, or is this one of those scenarios where someone else is gonna have to finish it for him? And he's, you know, do you think he's over it? He's like, oh, I'm tired of telling this, t- well, this the, story. Well, the TV show guys have already finished it for him. So yeah, yeah that's, that's the unfortunate thing. Um, and and we just hope that we'll get a better ending in the I, book. I don't oh think they God. meant to outpace him. I don't think that was no. meant to be. And then. He was like, this TV is great. Let's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had Let's a huge head start yet yeah. somehow. Now, the tortoise in the hair situation. In the hair, yeah. it, but it has been like 10 years since he's released a book. Yes, that's a long and time. And he, he ain't a healthy man. No. Okay, George? <laughs> George, I don't think you won't make it. I think it's hilarious. All the fans acknowledge that, like, it's not looking good for George. No. No. So... Well, listen. We're gonna we're gonna sit here. We're gonna celebrate the work that we do have. So there will be a little bit of book stuff in here. All come from Corey. The rest of us only got TV stuff. Yeah, I'll be I'll be sticking to TV series. But it's perfectly fine. So as you know, here on the Top Five Podcast, what we do is we go over the top five list from five to one of the favorite thing this week, Game of Thrones, and we start off with your criteria for your list. So as always, we're gonna start with the guest, Corey. What is your criteria for? The list. My criteria is a character that stole the show. Okay. Or in the sense of the book, like a character when I saw their chapter come up, I was like, oh yeah. You know, like I don't I don't care about Cersei. I don't <laughs> I don't care about Sansa. Oh, Sorry. Oh, oh, let me do say this caveat. The show the the list is the top five minus five particular characters. Minus Jon Snow, Arya Stark, Daenerys Targaryen. Cersei Lannister, 
and Tyrion Lannister. Yep. Those five are like five that they're really, really strong. So we want to talk about other characters because if you, I mean, there's books and shows about those five. We're here to talk about the others. Yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. So yeah, it's these. It's one of these minor characters that when they show up, I'm just like, heck yeah! Mm-hmm. Like I just I'm really excited to hear what they have to say. And so my uh, number five is the only book character on my list. So I'll give a extended argument. Okay. Uh, it's a character named John Coddington. Okay. And right. there is kind of some spoilers if I'm describing who John Coddington is. Well, you if you've not read the books at this point, it's too late for you. Yeah, apparently it's been 10 okay. years since the last <laughs> yeah, one. It has. it has. It's your fault. But I mean, and I, and uh, I'll, spoiler I take that. Alert. It's my fault that I haven't yes. finished. Oh, official spoiler alert, though. Yes, there, there you go. go. Okay, so... John Coddington is introduced in the book as a guy named Griff. Okay. okay. He's going under an alias. And uh, he's introduced in the book right after when Tyrion kills his father and runs away to Essos. And he's like mm-hmm. hiding from from uh, uh, Cersei. Uh, he meets up with John Coddington. And John Coddington is hanging out with this blue-haired kid. Okay. And Tyrion's like, I think I recognize this dude. I think I recognize. And he introduces himself as Griff. And Tyrion's like, I think I recognize him. I think I recognize that blue-haired boy. And Tyrion eventually discovers that Griff's real name is John Coddington. And John Coddington was Rhaegar Targaryen's best friend. Okay. And he was a general who fought in the Civil War against Ned Stark and Robert Baratheon. And the blue-haired boy is Rhaegar Targaryen's son that is the heir to the Iron Throne. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like, you know how like the mountain killed the two babies? Yeah. When they, yeah. Right. Well, supposedly the sun got out somehow. Okay. And uh, he has blue hair to hide that, you know, Targaryen white silver hair. Right. And uh, the reason why I just think John Coddington is so cool is because uh, he's one of the the characters who's the perce- uh, the the perspective uh, comes from him, and he shares so much information about the Civil War. He really paints the Targaryens as the good guys in the Civil War. He says, like, Robert Baratheon was was a piece of trash, and that Rhaegar was a good dude, and that if Rhaegar Targaryen won the Civil War, Rhaegar would have killed his Mad King dad, and he would have brought peace to the realm and prepped the realm for the invasion of the White Walkers and mm. the Long Night. So uh, he... And something that I think George R. R. Martin does really well and is shown in the TV series is there's such a, a questioning of, like, who's the good guys? Who's the bad guys? And that thing flipped so much for me every time I read about John Coddington because I was like, he's a cool dude in my book. Right, because there's it depends on whose perspective you're looking at it right. on. I'm sure both sides thought they were the good guys. Oh, of yeah. course, you're the hero of your own narrative yeah. always. Right. Uh, so, except for the, those few exceptions who are like, they know they're the bad guys and they don't give so a shit. So then in the book... Will Jon Snow end up not being his son? No, John. That that's also probably something that's going to happen in the book too. Okay, so that means that the blue-haired boy is Jon Snow's older brother. Okay, so he, oh. he's the one that's supposed to half brother, assume, right? Oh, oh yes, half yes, brother, half correct. Brother. So he'll be the one that's supposed to assume the throne, if you will, and he's the rightful heir to the Iron Throne, in theory, unless yeah. he continues to stay in hiding. And I'm saying blue-haired boy. I think he was like a teenager. You yeah, know? So yeah. I think he is but older than But that's how they refer to him in the but book. Yeah. So he's probably pretty similar. That's yeah. interesting. So this dude is friend. So is he one of the ones that's like in that flashback or 
the Flash. Uh, he he is featured in a couple flashbacks in the TV show, but yeah. he's never mentioned by right, name right. or anything. Yeah, yeah. He's just a guy standing there. You're like, I know who that is. Yep. And gotcha. he's like helping. Okay. Right. Well, and also another thing I'd like to add is that in the books... John Coddington is hanging out with Tyrion when they're like going around along this river and there's these stone men that come yeah. and Tyrion falls in the river and John Coddington saves him but John Coddington gets infected so like combined Jorah storyline and replaced him over John Coddington and as soon as they did that in the TV show I was like dang it I'm never gonna get John Coddington you're never getting they they combined his character arc so I was really upset okay okay that's cool. Okay, so okay. so we have seen him a little bit in the TV show. Yeah. yeah. Through Jorah's... Through Jorah's... Mm-hmm. Avatar, if yeah. you will. Yes, correct. And Jorah Mormont is a different dude. Yes. I mean, Jorah Mormont's in the books, too. Okay, He's I just, just want to make sure... Yeah. But they, just, <laughs> they, but they, they added that Jorah. story they added on that. Right, yeah. I just wanted to make yeah. sure that we still got Jorah. Well, I guess... It makes sense. They got rid of one of the heirs, so they had to like, oh, we're gonna combine yeah, we're gonna it combine and, put it and make it. Cause I'm still sure it's still a cool story that they want to tell. Yeah, that dude probably goes to the Citadel at some point in the future. I, th- that's the books never got that far. Well, so George, yeah. so George Come ever gets on, there. <laughs> I, I, I hope John Coddington friggin' wins because yeah. he's he's he a cool like dude. a cool dude. He sounds yeah. like a cool dude. Sounds like a cool dude. Okay. Shit. So that's our only book character. Only book character you'll hear from me in my top five. And I, I like that dude. Aaron, have you, was he in the three chapters you read? No, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I, I read I read about Tyrion in the first three chapters that I read. That was about it. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I, I like the idea that there is another heir out there that can... So then you still have like a battle for the throne beyond... Like in the, the show, it was between potentially between Danny and John, but then that gets pretty squashed pretty quickly because John has like no interest in ruling. Yeah, they never do, and then all of a sudden they're ruling. Yeah, but and that's what this kid sounds like. He was just hiding out. Yeah, and I think he was definitely kind of compared to Viserys. You know, he's yeah. like mm-hmm. he he didn't seem to be a very active character and he's like I just want to sit on the Iron Throne someday I deserve it I'm a Targaryen awesome. I'm a man I see uh, <laughs> so we don't like this blue hair kid this kid needs a little pot of boiling yeah. gold I hear okay, got you. and, and John Coddington you know like he promised Rhaegar that he would you know care for his Take son and protect him. his son even though he's I, a douche I, yeah I'm recalling that I do remember reading in the chapters because you see it from his perspective he's like I don't know if this boy's going to be that good. Like, I've heard about this Daenerys girl. Like, maybe I should switch sides with her. I've yeah. also heard about the Daenerys I think girl. he's actually trying to set it up because it wasn't uncommon for Targaryens for to marry to brother marry. and sister. Right. Yeah. So he was going to be like, okay, as marry soon as aunt. I meet up with this Daenerys, I'm going to be like, this is your half-brother. Marriage. <laughs> Which would have made sense. Yeah. Which would have made sense so that way they got this taken care of and yeah. didn't have to worry about it. All right. So John Connington, right? Yep. John Connington. Shantae, mm-hmm. what is your criteria for this week? My criteria were the characters that kind of stood out to me, kind of similar to what Corey said, like they kind of stole the show, they made me care about them. Mm-hmm. And I think especially in a uh, show like Game of Thrones, you have to be very careful about who you care about because 100%. you will get your heart ripped out. Yep. Um, and even though with some of these characters I did get my heart ripped out, I still love them. So for number five for me, I have Hodor. Hodor. Okay. Hodor. Hodor, when you're we're first introduced to him in the show, he's, you know, the simpleton. He kind of like helps around the um the Winterfell and he follows the kids around and does whatever they want. And then as 
the series goes on, you find out his backstory and you find out how Bran fucked him up. <laughs> the door like oh, that was a great oh my episode. god how could so, you so good. do it um i feel like that was i mean after feeling like i had been desensitized enough by the show ahead of time that episode ruined me again i was like how did you do it to him and the sacrifice he he made for the kids at that that episode like as soon as you find out about him he pretty much bites it so um it i loved i loved hodor and that episode was horrible I in love, a great way. I love all time travel stories where someone goes to the past and then they from the future and then they realize that they are playing an active role in the thing. Right. I was watching a recently Lovecraft Country. I don't know if you've ever mm, seen that show. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I want to. Seen a couple episodes. Looks, yeah. There's, really a, there's an episode where they the the when the dad the dad and his brother talk about how when they were kids this guy comes and saves them. Then towards the end of the first season, they go back in time. And then they're like, this is the part. The dad's like, this is the part where the guy comes and saves him. And the son's like, where's he at? <laughs> He's not. Like, that guy had to come. And something's changed. And then he looks down at the ground. And then the baseball bat that his dad has talked about forever is sitting there and he's like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm that dude. Oh, 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 oh I'm, that, I'm that dude that's supposed to go. And then he goes and he does it and he saves him and whatever. It's the Harry Potter. And the, the Harry Potter. Potter. Harry Potter. Potter. And same thing with, with my Harry. My dad's going to save me. My dad's going <laughs> to save me. He's going to save me. dead for 11 years, wait. but I'm sure he's going to show oh, up. Oh, wait. Oh, no, that's me that's, that's going to save me. That's going to save me. Oh, I do myself. look like my dad, <laughs> yeah. don't I? I, I, like, I like those stories where you go back, so like when Bran goes back and he's like, "You see, holds the door, yeah." And he's like, "How did he get here? Oh, this is all my fault. Oh, oh this is all, all this is me. So all my life, I've only known him as saying Hodor, but it's because I went back and then screwed up this regular person to get." Oh. And remember, <laughs> the previous Three Eyed Raven told him, you know, don't play around with this stuff. You yeah, know, it's serious. No. And he didn't listen, and then he hodored. So, what what context does any of this have in the book? Uh, I don't think we got to the hold the door spot in the book. I think the last we heard of in the book, he's hanging out with the Three Eyed Raven. But I, I believe that that's what George R. R. Martin intended. And and yeah, I was blown away by that scene too. That was excellent. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, what are your realization just oh, horror is a wonderful character i absolutely love it i i think i with the with the rest of the group in terms of when that was when that scene came on it was one of those oh my goodness moments like i get it you know it was just like this so i i absolutely believe that that's one of those um he went to the guys and said this is how this has to go down kind of you know points yeah. in the story like this one can't this be. This one has to be this, this way. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but I read in an article like a week ago from the time of recording that he said that that scene is not going to play the same way in the book. Really? But really? it's the same meaning. He said that there's going to be, and I, like you said, George has realized that I he may like not finish his book. gotten over So he's, he's like, just like, uh, let me just tell you all what's going on. Let me on. tell you what I was <laughs> yeah. going to do. I'm kind of I done. don't know what's going to happen, but let me tell you. He, what he said was that there's going to be some kind of fight that's going that happens in the same same book in the right. show, but Hodor is going to be the one fighting, and he's going to be holding the door for like Bran to get out or something, 
not like physically holding mm-hmm. a door, but he's going to be fighting off an army of to whatever. Hold the door. Yeah. And he's holding the door and he's going to be yelling, hold the door while he's like doing it, which is going to become hold or, but it's going to be Bran working into him to get it done. And I'm like, oh, so Bran's still going to screw him up. Yeah, it's always so <laughs> It's still going to be Bran. Bran just messes up so many things. And now we're going to see how, because Bran like fought him off some at some battle, but he was kicking butt, but it's because Bran had warged into him to get him to it's kick butt. And, you know, still Bran messing things up. Yeah. But just not physically holding yeah. the door. But I think the, the heartbreaking part was kind of how futile it was. Like, yeah, the kids got out, but everyone else, Hodor died. All those little elf ladies mm-hmm. that were there all went, you know. It's kind of like you did all this almost for nothing. And, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was kind of... for Bran to get out. For Bran to it get was out. For Bran, I know it was Bran, all for Bran to get out. Bran was meant to get out, sure. But, like, you know, his... From... Adolescence Mary, on, right? I think Mary Mary got out too. Yeah, Mary yeah. got out too. But from adolescence on, it's just like his whole life. He all he could say was Hodor for this one moment. Yeah. Where Bran messed up. <laughs> that didn't have to happen that way. So so good. So yeah, good. So good. But that just like oh, hold the door. Hold the hold damn door. <laughs> okay, Aaron, what is your criteria for this week? So I went with a handful of characters that. I love to hate and I went with a couple of characters that are just badass in their own different ways. So it's, it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but I, I think you guys will understand when we get to the, the names. All right. So so let's give us one. What do you have at number five? So for me at number five, I went with one of the biggest badasses in the whole show. Oberyn Martell. Okay. All right. There's just something about that, I mean, action hero type character, you know, cocky, little little cocky guy. Just you know, he's a he's a love maker and a life taker, and <laughs> you know, just it, there was just something about his character in that fight scene. You you it all kinds of it all come you know his end right. comes together in right. that you see all of these bits of his character, you know, in this moment. And unfortunately, got a little too a little. cocky, and it's very shocking because it's you know it's one of those you understand in this show, you know, obviously with things that happened in the first season where you're just like, oh, it's going to be one of these kinds of shows, right? But it still even got me off guard when it happened. I was like, oh, okay, okay, oh, shh, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. So I, there's not a whole lot more to my argument other than he's just. Kind of a badass, he is a badass. I, and I and he had that fight. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, kill the mountain!" Like mm-hmm. I yeah. was done with the mountain. Go ahead and get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And oh, I mean, he messes him up. I mean, obviously, yeah. it mm-hmm. turns it in the show. Stop. I don't know in terms of the, the book. Book the same, very same. Yeah. So it, it, you know, he's the mountains all sorts of messed up and, right. and has to become kind of this mutant beast, kind of zombie, zombie like. thing. But uh, just Oberyn's death was just like. Horrific. It was it was gruesome. It was, but the fight scene itself, and I like fight cinematography. You know, it, beautiful, beautifully it was shot. Beautiful. Um, it was like a dance, like the it, graceful lines. He's he's one of the characters, and I think when with, I wanted to see more of him on screen. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of why you know like. His presence when he was, you're like, oh, yes, okay. I, I'm excited to see this guy and see what's going to go down because of who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the fact that he has all the sand snakes. Yes. And he, like, just accepts his bastard daughters as his 
children. Right. <laughs> right. Those are his, his girls. I feel like the, the, the show shortchanges it. They only show us maybe like three, right? And he's got, in the books, in the, he's yeah, got like books eight a lot or, more. And, or so or and more. And the actresses for the Stan Snakes in the TV show were just not good actresses. <laughs> there but, were some really, really pathetic scenes yes. with them that right. were done well, just for... Well, they sure shipped Dorn all together. Yes, yes, yes they, they, did. they did. Yeah, they did. They did. I was but like, this I, place is interesting. And then they, they like, barely showed us We any. don't care that you like, like this. Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but Oberyn was great because he's... He's on the show for like a season, if that. Yeah. Yeah. Part and of a season. There's just so much impact, charisma. Right? Oh yeah. Like Absolutely. Exuding off this That's earth. a fantastic word to describe him. He's very charismatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. I mean, even the fact that it all starts with Tyrion going on trial and then decided to have uh, trial, by, trial combat. by combat. And then he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> like, yeah. I got beef with the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Say it about you. Yeah, I don't, Tyrion, whatever. This is the second time Tyrion is uh, Trial, trial by combat. Combat. Yeah. 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 He loves yeah. Trial yeah. by yeah. Combat. Well, that's yeah. the best way to get it done. That's yeah. true. But he's like, and he's like, uh, you need someone to fight for you. And he's like, eh, I, I got it. the mountain. Me and the mountain have some history. Oh, the mountain, eh? I'll yeah. do it. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll, I mean, and, and I he, in that dude. fight scene, he's, he has it. He he's, has he is him. Done. But. Again in that Overconfident. show, overconfident. Yeah. I remember watching, going, "Just finish it! I know. Yeah. Just finish it!" Well, I think we were all watching it together at yeah, at we were. Jin's we house, were. just we were like, like just did, um, Corey, d- how does this fight scene go in the book? Same way, okay. Like, I mean, maybe I, I don't remember. It's been more than a decade, but I, I'm pretty confident it's the exact same way. And I know that he had like a lot of poisons that he used to use. Yeah, he's a very expert fighter. I remember yes. hearing that. Yeah. Something I mean, about- he didn't break a sweat. He's like, <laughs> the mountain's like, and he's like, you raped her and you killed her. And I was like, damn, he's like orating and not breathing, mm. not breathing hard. Well, it's, it, it, it's a beautiful dance that he's doing in is. terms it of was, this. And yeah, I just, it, it was just one of those, those scenes that left me going, oh, oh so no. Because yeah. I want, I don't want this. Wonderful person, yeah. Awesome character. And he, you know, and again, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Like, everyone is in charge. They're all these, the hero in their own story. But, like, he really did kind of feel like it, at least how they portrayed him. He was, you know, one of the better people in the show. Yeah, you can never say good, right? Well, it's funny because you say better because Oberyn was just very much himself. Right. Whatever that was. Right. It didn't even matter. He had a lot of lovers. Yes. Um, He had a lot of children. Mm -hmm. He flirted with everyone. Mm -hmm. But he was about the things he was about. Yeah. And you could feel that coming through the screen in all of six episodes. Yeah. He was was about family. And he's like, that was my sister, bitch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I got more to say about Oberlin. He's higher on my list. Okay. I'll save him later. We'll never talk about Oberlin later. Okay. For me, uh, my criteria, I was racking my brain. I tried to come up with something clever, and then I decided just to go with the guys I like, you know? Wow. The, the people okay. I like. Innovative. The, 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 the people, people I like. People innovative. Like. The people I like, yeah. Um, so I'm going to guys take you back to season three. Okay. Uh, Winterfell, Winterfell has fallen. Mm-hmm. It's been sacked. Mm-hmm. There's a gentleman that is taken a man captive. Captive. And he is torturing him. He makes the man change his name. <laughs> He's one of the sickest SOBs that I've ever seen on a TV screen. He is. I'm here to talk about Ramsey Bolton. 
The bastard. The bastard Ramsey Bolton. Who's been legitimized. Yes. Legitimized as a Bolton. As a Bolton. Ramsey as a character was a character you detested. You loved to hate him. But he was was, so good. He was so good. So pure. He's sicking dogs on people to hunt them down. To like to rip them from like straight. It wasn't just like to find them. Yeah. It was go ahead and kill them. Let's go ahead and kill them. The sausage scene. (laughs) Yeah. The, yes, yes, yes. I have Ramsey higher on my list. Oh, even higher. I have him higher on my list. So, <laughs> wow. I feel like that's a bit low, but go ahead. Ramsey, well, listen, there's a lot of great characters in this show, but Ramsey was one of the baddest, mm-hmm. bad characters. Yes. The baddest, baddest, Pure bad being bad, but bad evil. meaning good. Pure yeah, evil. I've never like, seen a character in any media enjoy, relish, other than Bellatrix Lestrange, Lestrange, Lestrange was the only other character I think who I, just like if you yeah, put Ramsey and, and Bellatrix together, they would have beautiful babies, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful evil, evil babies, and relish every moment. Of yes, it. and Ramsey Man, they would I, completely destroy all realms everything. of fantasy. You got Harry magic. Potter you got fall. yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. everything. I do feel like after a while, Bellatrix would kind of be like, "All right, Ramsey, ring them over, ring them dry." And no, like, I think I think if you were to put them together, I think you'd have the magic, and then. Ramsey like no you have to relish it like this like <laughs> I think Ramsey had a another level like you said cutting off Theon's member yeah and then serving yeah. it and the way no, that he, was all he described mailed in the it book, home but he ate a nice big sausage run like oh, are you missing some it's, oh, don't worry it's not yours the <laughs> description in the book is better than what it was portrayed on I mean film. I don't want to call it better <laughs> um, but it was quite vivid. <laughs> And uh, yeah, mailed mailed his dad's dick in a box. Wow. Yeah, See, that is crazy. He not only though strips Theon of who he is, and his it literally emasculates him. Yes, Theon, aka Reek. Yeah, he goes from a man to a dog, and mm-hmm. he almost relishes it. There's a point where Yara comes to save him, and Reek, and he refuses. Who doesn't want to go? Even though he's been tortured and his member has been cut off. And mailed home. Oh, man. If you get a dude like that, we're not going to get into the scene with Sansa. Because that was graphic. Mm-hmm. That was in the book, too. And I believe that. Mm-hmm. It was graphic. And it was well, well done. Let, we'll talk about it when, when I bring it up. Yeah. Because I do want to talk about that scene okay. and why he's so freaking evil. Mm-hmm. But... The fact that the whole town knows this dude is terrible, yet continuously does what he needs him to do. I mean, this is not a political podcast, but 45 has some people just like that. (laughs) Hey, fear is more effective than love if you want to control people. And it seems to work for Ramsey. And that's why I have him on my list at five. Yeah, listen, fantastic character. I think he's just a little too high. Too low. Too low, sorry. Sorry, he's a little too low. There's a lot of good characters. I'm willing to see where he's at later on. Um, I just wanted to make sure he made the list. Oh, he made the list. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to. Because this show has tons of good characters. It it does. It does. But he was one that is just, he's, his, his wickedness, his is just who yeah. he is. Oh he God. is just. It's so great. Evil, it's but it's so amazing. We'll talk about it a little so later like... when we get to him and one of you guys' list. Corey, who do you have at number four? 
I have Lady Liana Mormont. Oh, a young yes. bear of Bear Island. Yes, yes. she's fantastic. Thank she you for bringing fantastic. her. The up. actress Bella Ramsey mm-hmm. stole the freaking show. Every single scene she was in, she killed. Oh yeah. my yes. goodness! Yeah, 100%. like I was, I was just cheering every time she showed up, especially when she was like. I respect the king of the north. Yeah. She starts and, like, it up. Everyone was like, they didn't want to say it until she was like, I'm saying it. And they were like, like, yeah. We all, we, I was there when we killed Ramsey Bolton. Where were you? Where were you? Where were you? Stand up for the north. Mm-hmm. Stand up with, uh, with Lady Mormont. And yeah. uh, I mean, she's not in the books at all. So what? Every, every, well, I mean, we haven't got that far yet. So like uh, every time like I saw her, I was like, oh, who's she? Oh, oh, a Mormont. I know like eight of them. I never yeah, I know all the Mormonts. None of them are at, yeah. in Mormont. Yeah. They're ner- none of them are there. They're they, all scattered. They talk about her mom in the book. Her mom was this badass fighter who fought with uh, Rob Stark, and she was killed at the Red Wedding. Oh. Ah. So, gotcha. so this is like... You know, she she got a the little bit of mama bear going on in her, and uh, I was just so happy to see her every time she's on the scene, um, and and even even in her final battle where she's like, oh, it's undead giant, I'm coming at you, stab you <laughs> yeah. in the eye, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. she's she, like, yeah, I'm about to die, but I'm gonna take you out, with take me. you out with me. Bear fights to the end. Yeah, so. I was gonna say one of the positive scenes in, you know, in the, that episode, in that, yes. in that season. That season. <laughs> I mean, we, we knew she wasn't gonna make it though. No, no. Like, we're like what, oh, you're twelve year old girl versus an army of zombies. Even 12? <laughs> like, <laughs> like she ain't gonna make it. But, but she was amazing every time she, she every was time on, she the yep, screen, on the screen. Stole the, the show. Like you said, she led. She led this group of men with a with an iron with fist. an iron fist. And they, like, they didn't say nothing against it. One of my favorite scenes was when they were talking about people that were going to be with Jon Snow. And she said, I got me and my 20 guys are worth more than 200 of you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And we're with you. And it was like, <laughs> well, damn. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I can't even argue that, though. <laughs> I, I, I loved her. I loved her. It sucks that she's not in the book. At least not yet. At least yeah, not I, yet. I think she'll show up. You know, makes Hopefully. sense. Somebody's got to be leading Bear someone, Island. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's not yeah, Jorah. I know all the Mormons just left. I'm like, what wow. happened? Yeah, Jorah Jor- Jor- the Explorer is out <laughs> yeah. exploring. Yep. Um, I uh, I wanted Leanna on, but since you have her on four, then I I feel fine with my fourth pick. So who do you have at four? At four for me, I have Tormund Giants Bane. Okay, okay. He was one of the North folk, the people over one the wall. One of the free folk. One of the free folk, the people over the wall. He. <laughs> Like his personality was the thing that did it for me. Uh, when Jon Snow first goes up there, you know, he's up there where you greet and all these other ones. And it's Tormund who's kind of like, you know, joshing him around, kind of giving him the business and like almost hazing him. And and he was another one of those characters. I was like, I can't I can't like you because they're going to kill you. And so but I still loved him so much. And now how much in love he was with Brienne of Tarth. Like hilarious. It was it was fun watching that. I was going to say he had kind of that Hagrid appeal for me with the mm-hmm. Harry Potter where mm-hmm. I was like, I was probably going to get really, really mad if they had killed him off. Kill him. You know, yeah, the time when like they went down with the wall and I was like, oh, my God, not Tormund. No. But he so was fun. I was happy to see that he made it out and like survive the series at least yeah. Tormund for me was really interesting because I thought he was going to die all the time I saw him oh, yeah. Yeah. every time I was every like time. Oh. when they had that uh, Night King battle up there I was like oh Tormund they're going to get you and he but survived he was like, so fun he was like so much fun the whole time so it was good to have him around especially because he becomes a 
strong confidant for John mm-hmm. for John down the road. Uh, tough luck for him and Brienne, you know. Yeah, Brienne, she's too busy being in love with someone who's in love with their sister. Yeah. Hey, listen, don't judge Jamie like that. You know it is what <laughs> I, it is. I did. I judged him. Listen, him and Cersei have been together for forever. Yeah, since birth. Yeah, literally forever. Yep. <laughs> since pre-birth. pre-birth. Since pre-birth. pre-birth. Oh. <laughs> listen, whatever they got to do. Like he, he is killed for. We're not here to talk about Jamie. Yeah, we're not here to <laughs> talk about Tormund. Yeah. Speaking of killing, Tormund is one of the fiercest fighters up yep. there, and yep. he's like I think you could call him like one of John's generals, mm-hmm. and he's one of the f- the people who get the the free folk to kind of back John. Um, and so John comes back from over the wall with a freaking army. Like he has his own people. Um, and, and that's based largely because of Tormund. And I like at the end of the show that when John goes back beyond the wall, mm-hmm. he's there with his boy. He's there with his boy. And yep. then You're my Tormund, boy, Blue. Tormund, yeah, Tormund's like, let's go, bro. Yeah. And then he like leaves them beyond the wall back to the free, where the free folk are. Right. Though I think John leaves the people behind the, beyond the wall. I just want well, let's be honest. Those are now John's people. Tormund, again, is his general, but like... I mean, well, talking right. about the ending, how all the Starks ended up with their own little kingdoms. You know, we can we can get into that, but you know, again, the legitimacy given to John is largely because of Tormund. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, I love the the development of their relationship. You know, starting from you know John going over and and him being like you you know whatever man, and right. then this brotherhood that they form together and acceptance and family. It's yeah. just. It's a beautiful story. It is. Corey. Yeah, he was the comic relief. He was great. And then also, like, in the Battle of the Bastards, when he kills John Umber, I think he, like, bites his face. Yeah. yeah. Or something crazy. Yeah. Like, I was just like, and it was, it was like, right at that moment where, like, the battle's looking like it's going to go really bad, and, like, they're they're getting surrounded and trapped, and then Tormund's up there, and he's fighting off John Umber, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to bite you. I'm going to bite you. I'm going <laughs> to Mike Tyson you. Yeah. Yeah, no. Tormund was legit. Well, yeah. Tormund is dope in the book. I mean, you're, <sighs> the book. you're our book guy. I know, He's going to ask know. you every and, time. You better be ready. And it, look, it's it's been a decade. I know. It's been know, a while. I know. I just want... I, he I know he's in the books, and I know he's definitely given this sense that he is a crazy warrior. He's <laughs> super badass. He, like, follows John when he goes over the wall. He's like, I don't know about this John guy. I think he's going to betray us later. So I don't, I don't know if we quite got to the the point where Tormund becomes like John's confidant and friend. Oh, yeah. I think that happens in later seasons um, because I think I think the books only go to about season five. Okay, mm. so, so John dies. I the I, books I, end when John dies. I know some of the things I know. The books end uh, after Cersei does the shame, shame, shame thing. Yeah. We've uh, seen that in the books. Um, uh, Khaleesi has been. Uh, flown up in the air with uh, her dragon. She's like run away from the city once under attack. Um, and and yeah, see, it's it's hard for me to fully remember. I, I know it's been a while, but you you're the one. Well, like I said, she take massive. two books. Aaron and I combined three chapters. I know my mom has read it, and she, when we've talked about the show, she's said it pretty much ends right around where John, like before the resurrection. You don't yes. know if he comes back or not. It's you're hoping, you're assuming, you're you're thinking of things in that nature. Damn, but George you, is way behind. Oh, he way behind. And wow. I feel like it really turned their relationship really turned after John comes back, because then Ollie betrayed him, and those people betrayed him. Yeah. And Tormund becomes like, oh, this dude really is riding with us. Right. And he's the one who, like, accepts him first. He's like, 
there's John. John's John. He's yeah. John. We're good. You know, and everyone else is like, oh, you were supposed to be dead. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think that's when their relationship really turns. So I think I would expect to see Tormund really take a big leap forward going forward in the books. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's who we had at four, four. for you as Tormund Giants main. Aaron, who do you have at number four? I'm going to read you guys a quote. It's my favorite quote in the series. It's, tell Cersei I wanted to know it was me. <laughs> Too low, yes. dude. Too low. Too low for with, me as well. well. That's fair, and uh, and that's fine. You guys are going to have that argument as well later on, but I just think she's uh, fantastic. That's uh, Elena Tyrell. I, I am totally butchering her, butchering her first name. But it, I think it is Elena, it, isn't it? Olena, Olena. Olena. Yeah. Yeah, Olena. I'm not 100% sure how to, how to say that. But the Queen she, of Thorns. She's fantastic. And so since you guys are going to be talking about her later on, obviously, um, I, I'm going to stick it with that quote just because yeah. she's – yes, I can – I absolutely am okay with you guys having her higher up. I had a really difficult time with my next ones and where the placement was going to be, but she's just fantastic. So fantastic. Um, you know, she's – I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll save it because you guys really want to get into it. I can tell. So. I, I see that he has it deep in him and he wants to talk about it later. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll move on to me. <laughs> At four, I have Joffrey. Oh, yeah. Baratheon. Because. Um, Little shit. I like dudes that relish being evil. And that kid relished being evil. When Ned's head was on a pike and he brings Sansa to look so at it. Watch yep. him look at it. Yeah. I. I was like, this dude is terrible. Yeah. I'd already thought he was bad when he uh, helped the, get the, the, butcher, the butcher kid killed. Oh, that too. Oh, my God. He did so many horrible things. Oh, there's a long, there's a litany of things that shot up the prostitute with a crossbow. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yep, yep. Yeah. He, he yeah. shoots at her with a crossbow. And he's. He's the reason why they killed the dire wolves. He is the reason they killed the dire wolves. Um, when I think of Joffrey. I think of uh, a little bit of Veruca from Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> a he's a little spoiled brat. brat. Yeah. But, but with ultimate with power. psychopathic tendencies. <laughs> no, no, no. Veruca with ultimate power because yeah. he's the king. Right. <laughs> and it's, he wants it now. And then he can go get it because he is... He is the king. The king. My favorite part was when Tyrion slapped the shit out of him. It was <laughs> oh beautiful. God, I was like, yes, finally. Why did it take so long? So I I watched the show maybe three years after it started airing. Three, four years after it started airing. And I like binged it. And I remember watching it up until like the second season. And watching Joffrey be Joffrey. And it's the first time I had to like go on the internet and look up a spoiler to see if this kid dies. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like he no, cannot. Survive. This kid cannot continue to do. And then this is at this point he has now switched from Sansa to Marjorie, mm-hmm. and he has decided that Sansa's like worthless. He's decided he wants to torture her and play with her. Right. He and yeah. Like, yeah, Sansa became his, his, his toy. His Sansa toy. gets yeah. it so bad. Yes. Yes, Sansa, poor thing. But and yeah, she That's does. why when that happened, I'm like, this dude has to die, right? Like, I mean, I, I, can't, I hate this dude so much <laughs> that I want him dead. And so, as Aaron just said, tell, Cer- tell Cersei it was it me. It was me. 
what he's referring to, if you haven't seen, is uh, Joffrey gets poisoned. Oh, yeah. And he dies a horrible, it is horrible, painful watching. death. Yeah. And, and we all watch it. And, and we all I, smile. I, I, and we're all like, yes. I, if I remember correctly, I believe I applauded. I was like, yes. I know. And, I a couple and of then, times. as we said earlier, Tyrion had Oberyn fight for him. It's because Tyrion was on trial for the for murder the of, jo- of Joffrey. They accused him of it. And he didn't do it. Him and Sansa. They yeah, they accused him. both of them. Sansa got smuggled out. And so did Tyrion after a while, but that was the the reason for that is because of Joffrey's death. With all that being the case, Marjorie killed him because he was just no. a, Olena. Olena killed Olena. him because he was just a terrible he was person. A little yeah. shit. And she didn't want and that she was for like, her granddaughter. My granddaughter's <laughs> not gonna be with him. And I'm like, yeah. You're right. Get, you are so right. Get him done. And let me let me say, when I was reading, I think it was book three, they have the red wedding. And I was like, oh, man, Lannisters are winning. Like, this is a whole book about just the fall of the heroes, the fall of the heroes, the, the good guys just getting crapped on. And then I think it was like the next chapter or the chapter after, it's like, oh, another wedding. Oh, and another murder. <laughs> so, like, George R. Martin, he had me guessing. Yeah. You know, he's Who like, no one's safe on any side. Nobody. I'm glad you brought up the wedding thing because I, like, Kevin probably started watching it a few seasons in. And I had heard of the Red Wedding. And... You're like, okay, so I know that there's going to be something completely terrible. I, I don't know what the Red yeah, Wedding is. What is the Red Wedding? Some... But there's just terrible things happening at every wedding. <laughs> yes, every every wedding. Like, but, I yeah. did not know about the Red Wedding until I watched it. And yeah. there was like, did you watch it? I was like, yes, I did. What the hell? Yeah. Well, oh, unfortunately, boy. Joffrey was not yeah. the wedding and we were at discussing. at this time <laughs> when Joffrey died, mm-hmm. Sansa and Tyrion were married. And yes. this yes. was another punishment for Sansa, right? Yes, yes, yep. mm-hmm. yes. She made him marry Tyrion. Um, Joffrey was just, and he, he relished all of these things. Now, the reason I had Ramsey at five is because he came to, comes in later and we had Joffrey earlier, mm-hmm. but Joffrey was the first one I hated. Mm-hmm. Ramsey took that. So Joffrey is the child version of what Ramsey becomes because both of them hate people. And like to torture people, but Joffrey being 14 does it in a very childlike way. Ramsey has lived in this deceit. Right. And he has become this deceitful but person. Here's why I disagree with you. Only because going back to the fact that Joffrey is a spoiled child, yeah. you cannot describe Ramsey Bolton as spoiled. And so no. I think there is a level of awareness, a level of intelligence. Yes. Joffrey has had everything handed to him, so he feels like he's entitled. Ramsey yeah. has had nothing. He's pissed off about it and he's gonna get it. Well and, and Ramsey's so, highly intelligent versus and he's very Joffrey is so impulsive and I, I I I don't I doubt that he knows how to read or anything because he probably was too spoiled and, and Cersei never made him. So I like, love the fact I that I don't he, feel like Joffrey would ever, if he had survived, gotten to the level of Ramsay. You Bolton. don't think so? No. Well, I think that the, the fact that Joffrey wanted all of Baratheon's bastards killed mm-hmm. told me that he could get there because he understood the threat to him on the throne. See, the the difference is he. He t- he went out it as a child. Like, what happens if he someone has like a, a toy child. you want? You want to take all the toys. Yeah. What happens if you're a kid and you get in trouble and you want to try to get everybody else in trouble? He went out after as a child because he didn't feel secure in his place. He knew he was not Baratheon's son. I think they all knew at that point that he knew he was Lannister. He knew he was a Lannister. He knew that his mom and and uncle. Yeah, were, I don't think Joffrey ever really. 
question the fact that Robert was his. I think he it was aware that Jamie was his dad. Right. Um. Yeah, I think I think that was. I don't know if that was in the book or the show, but it was. Okay, you're my dad, but eh, I'm still the king. Right. Correct. Exactly. Correct. Correct. And so I feel like that going and killing all the <laughs> bastards was almost like a. Like a F you to his dad. Like, oh, you you think, oh, because I'm not, you're so you're going to have all these other kids. And so it's kind of like, not even to secure his place on the throne, just to like be like, yeah, they, you know, I'm not your real kid, but neither, you know, you know what I mean? It's like a revenge kind of well, pettiness I, I, I didn't thing. feel that way because he did it after I think he really realized that he was not Robert's son. And he knew that these bastards, any of them could be I legitimized like, his, like Gendry. Not his hand, but uh, the people on his council were more involved in that one than him. They, they definitely knew more Eddard about it. They definitely knew more about it, yeah. Because he found out and they were like, well, Eddard starts not going to let this happen. We got to get rid of him. You know, I don't think he was the mastermind behind that at all. I think he sanctioned it once he found out. He's like, yeah, whatever, That's kill what I mean. him. I don't think it was a whatever. I, I think it was like a, yeah, 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 let's take care of that. Let's take care <laughs> of that. I don't think it was a whatever. I think he, like they, like you said, they all knew about it and they were like, so, so here's uh, the deal. There's a bunch of like actual Baratheons running yeah. around here, bastards, and he's and like, we've been killing them. And oh, he, for I, sure. I let's get rid of them. They had already started, and he, he's like, let's just do it in mass, in mass numbers. Mm-hmm. Let's round them all up. Yeah, time to take care of. Them. Well, and killing Eddard Stark was Joffrey's decision. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. All definitely. the advisors, they were like, eh, just leave him in jail. You know, yeah. if you kill him, he, the North's gonna declare war. He and, killed oh. him because he didn't like him, right? Yep. You don't like me, I don't like you. So I'm gonna kill you. You know. Well, I mean, that I think is all. I think, like I said, I, I, I disagree with you that I think Joffrey could have gotten to Ramsey's level. Not, I don't think you can get beyond Ramsey. I, I don't think there's a beyond Ramsey, but I, I feel like when I t- think about the I level of refinement, yep. I think the the strategic thinking, I think the restraint he yes, has shown. I'll give you that. I don't feel Joffrey would ever have gotten there. I think Joffrey, though, would have had more power than. Ramsey to be able to cause mass, more mass destruction. I feel like Joffrey, if if Olena hadn't killed him, somebody else would have because he's such a crazy. Like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. You know, the the terror you have for Ramsey is because you know he's already figured it out. What's the with Joffrey? He's like throwing tantrums. Someone would have killed him. I don't know. I, it would it would have had to be just as clever. That's the, like the only way to get to him because you have the hound. Oh my god! Because no. you have the mountain. Oh, it would have been so easy to kill Joffrey because the hound because was still people would have turned him. on him. I don't. I don't know. He didn't I mean, have no allies. He, he had no allies. Nobody yeah. liked Joffrey. They but, worked for him because he was the yeah, king. That's true. But they would have turned on him so quick. Yeah. They. They. I mean, the only thing that protected Joffrey was Cersei, and she was getting sick of him by the time he died. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. She I think like, she was always Dang. sick of him, and she was like, "Man, but this is the oldest." I can't wait till Tom gets up here. <laughs> <laughs> there were just so many great scenes with uh, Tywin Lannister being like, Grandson, I am the hand of the king. I will handle it. Go to your room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go play with my toys, a.k.a. Sansa. Just yeah. send, send yeah. a whore in there. I feel like Tywin was probably the one who started killing the Baratheon bastards. Yep. And then Joffrey was like, yeah, okay, Grandpapa, whatever. Yeah, I, I agree. I still love Joffrey though as a dude. I just oh, hate. Oh yeah, him. he. Oh, I hate I just, him so <laughs> much. Only one. The only legitimately the only one that I, like looked at the book. Yeah, and I was like, I gotta figure this dude has to die. Right, he has to. Die. I, there are so many times like, why is he still alive? I, yeah, and he wasn't even. Oh, dead he in lasted the, so he long. Lasted yeah, so like, long. Oh, wasn't dead in the show yet. But that's what I had to. I had to go straight to the book material because I was like. He has to be dead. Please, in the book. Please, Does this kid yeah. die? Please tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Please tell me. Yeah. I recall it happens 
almost right after the Red Wedding in the book. I may be wrong. I may be misremembering. But in the show, like there was maybe like a season. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it was a long time. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, seriously, this kid. Needs I was like, this to kid cannot of... be the one. And yeah. his death was horrific, and it was hard to watch. But I watched every oh, it was minute my heart of it. Me. I, loved I watched every minute. Every, oh, I was yeah. like, oh my god, he looks horrible. <laughs> yes. And the poor actor Jack Gleason. I'm sure he's like, I swear I'm not like that in real life. It made him retire from acting for at least a little bit. I don't know if he's come back. To, and do you guys know he was the uh, kid in Batman Begins? Too? What? He's, what? He's, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's in Batman Begins with uh, the the first. Of I the remember when he Nolan first movies. when the show first started. I said, oh, this kid looks familiar, but I couldn't oh. know. Yeah, he's I on didn't know uh, from where. Like Batman talks to him a couple times on like you know the in the alleyways oh. and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I can see At why he once. needed to. He's like, I need to separate myself from yeah. Joffrey. He, he did, did a great, great job. job. <laughs> a great job. <laughs> I feel like I've heard stories about him and I don't, I don't know if it was him. I know it was Cersei for sure, but they're like the people that you love to hate when you're at Comic-Con, people just avoid going to their booth and that tells you what they really I do. I go to his booth. Are. No, I mean, yes. I'm not saying that I wouldn't personally because I respect but fantastic acting, but who are way into it. Are... People do not like you and so they will avoid you. Like Cersei wow. for sure. I think it happened with him as well. Like, Aww. where they, you know. It's just because, but he was that good. He was at that being good. That bad. Oh my god! So people believe it. It's crazy. He, he went to theater, um, and then he was a, he was a wrestler in in Ireland. A wrestler, uh, wrestler. Like, like a, a professional like a wrestler? Roman wrestler, or, no, <laughs> like a like a WWE style wrestler. He was awesome. Um, he was so see skinny. Him get smashed. He he played. His character's name was TV's Jack Leeson. Legitimately, his character was TV's Jack Leeson. And then he was set to return to acting this past March in a show in Ireland. But um, COVID. COVID. Mm. COVID. But he's still, he's, he's, you're right, he had retired yeah, up he, until. It was like a pseudo retirement, like. I need a break, and yeah. I could. It, I if understand. I, if I put myself in that position, and I'm that character again, we, we talked about it. It's like, how long did he last longer than we wanted him? And it, it was around probably, like three, four years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was forever. So he yeah. probably needed and an I, earned he that break. He lasted that long because he was so good. They were like, he "Yeah, we need to draw this so out. Draw this guy's Eva. Yeah, so Let's good. do it." But that's why I have Joffrey Baratheon at four. Oh yeah, Corey, who do you have at three? Uh, at three, I have. Oberlin, the Red Viper Martell. Okay. So this is where I've got him for me. And let me let me explain. Uh, so my criteria is he stole the show. And I read the books before I watched the series. And I just remember whenever the Red Viper came up in the book, like, like maybe my frame of mind was like, I want to read the chapters about Tyrion, about Aya. And just in the book, he like really didn't do it for me. Right. Okay. Oh, interesting. Like in the book, I just sort of glossed over him. It's like, okay, yeah, he's a playboy. Like there's this place called Doran. I don't really care about it. Um, and then also in the book, he fights for Tyrion. He dies. And it just didn't impact for me at all. Right. But in the show, yes. when he showed up, played by Pedro Pascal, yes. Pedro Pascal stole the freaking show. Straight bottom of life. Stole did. the show. And just the beautiful choreography and the fight we've already talked about mm-hmm. and just the his suave mente kind of style. <laughs> like, I was just loving every scene he was in. And from that moment on, I was like, Pedro Pascal, you're one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. As soon as The Mandalorian got announced, I was like, oh, hell mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. So it, it really... 
the reason why Oberlin is my number three is especially because Pedro Pascal sold that character way better than my brain did when I read the book. That's interesting because, again, having not read the books, for you to say he's a glossed-over character, and it probably it does fit your criteria perfectly because he did exactly that. That's why I had to have him on my list at some point. Like, he's just that. The Red Viper. I love that name. Yeah, yeah. The Red Viper. Yeah. He yeah. was great. Yeah, I loved fantastic. him. Is I mean, he in your list too, Shante? He's in my honorable mentions. Like okay. he, you know, you, you when you start the list, you're like this. Oh, what about this one? Oh, what about this? Mm-hmm. So he kind of got moved him in, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole scene well, was his, awesome. His relationship with Alaria mm-hmm. was also fantastic. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like she like loved him. Oh yeah. And he loved her, and then that was like it. Yeah. Like, they just it, it was sad. That was it. So yeah, maybe like one of the needed. only legit relationships the whole dag show were mm-hmm. Co- mm-hmm. completely consensual. Yeah, <laughs> and, some... and they were equals. You know, mm-hmm. even though he came from like the highborn family and stuff, and she wasn't. They that was his his lady. Yeah, I mean, I think she's alive somewhere still. Yeah, I believe so. They never really gave closure. No, I for think her. she was in the dungeons and then the thing falls. Oh yeah, she, she was. Cersei put her in the dungeon oh, with her daughter. Yeah, yeah her daughter she's poison. totally dead. That was yeah, the, she the, died. She had to watch her daughter perish uh-huh. because Cersei gave her the kiss. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oberyn, though. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic yeah, character. Fantastic. Very. I, watching his head explode was fantastic. Oh, epic. Good. Gruesome. Horribly and horrible, but all and so terrifying and, and so what disappointing. A, I was like, he what had a dope him. freaking he scene. Had him. Why? Yeah. But again, that was that was his character. And and well, and you know, I I was watching Game of Thrones with all my friends when it was premiering, and we got to that episode, and I knew he was Mm going to fight the mountain. Mm -hmm. He was going to injure the mountain. He was going to die. But I was so much more emotionally invested with the cinematography and how Pedro Pedro Pascal played it up, and I was just like, oh, man. I I, I knew it happened in the book, (laughs) but I didn't know what happened like that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, that was impactful for me. So But he he fatally wounded the mountain. They had to do all that that trickery to get into... In my mind, I see Corey, like, watching the scene and then going back to the book and reading the chapter. Is that how it went went down? Yeah. (laughs) Pause. George R. R. Martin gave me, like, two sentences for that fight. And the, the, the show creators, they... They really took it to a whole another level. Really fleshed out. So yeah, it was great. Man. So you have over and at three. Yeah. Yep. Shantae, who do you have at three? At three for me, I have Ramsey Bolton. Okay. Oh, Aaron also has Ramsey at three. All right. All right. So, I mean, talking about how Joffrey is a spoiled brat, Ramsey is a controlled serial killing psychopath. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> I loved him for it. Like, the thing is, like, he was the, such an evil character, and I knew he was evil, but I didn't hate him the way I hated Joffrey. You know, I was like, really? dang. I, 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 I guess he, you're right. I know he's going to get his comeuppance. I know he's going to go down, but I'm kind of okay with him, you know, hanging around for a little bit. Um, and going back to, like, how diabolical he was. Yes, he cut off uh, Theon's penis um, and then had the nerve to eat a sausage dinner in front of him. I was like, dang, that's so cold. But then going to that scene with, with Sansa. So Sansa, after escaping um, from um, King's Landing, ends up getting married to Ramsay. And, you know, I'm not going to explain the whole show to you. But so that scene on her wedding night where you know, at this point, Sansa has always been this kind of, even with all the crap she's kind of been on, she's starting to get wiser, but she's always been that um, naive, like, oh, my wedding night, I'll be a fairy princess and he'll be the perfect prince. And, and Ramsey totally, totally, you know, cures her of that notion. But he makes Theon watch. 
Yes. And you, well, you, you forget that Theon was a ward of Eddard Stark. They grew up together like brother and sister. So he essentially had her brother watch her raped. Like this guy is the most evil of evil of evil people. So I don't know if I need to say any more. He's pure evil. Um, and watching him get beaten to a pulp oh, yeah. by Jon Snow is very oh, satisfying. Yeah. It was very satisfying. Even though I was like, I, I, I'm okay with you dying because I know you needed to die, but yeah, he, oh man, he, he's evil, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's fantastic to watch just how manipulative and how just, just evil yeah. he is, and 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 what he does onto it, like he. That character is just right. You love to and, you hate know, him. In the end, Sansa gets her revenge because she yeah. opens Fades that into gate, the dogs. Feeds mm-hmm. into the dogs, and mentions how they haven't eaten in days. Yeah, they haven't. Eaten, yeah, like oh, they're hungry, bitch. You're <laughs> sitting there beating till full. I'm gonna open this here gate. Yeah, loved it. So yeah. I mean, I think it Felt was a good. fitting ending. It was a satisfying ending. Yes. I was like, you evil, you. you that's it, how you should. In go. a show that you don't get a ton of those, right. that was it was very satisfying mm-hmm. watching that go down. But he is, yeah, a mastermind of. Uh, did you guys ever see the uh, YouTube video where um, uh, it? It's like all the Game of Thrones characters uh, coming together for like a jam session or something like that. And, oh, uh, and he walks and, in. And, and Theon <laughs> and, and Ramsay, like Ramsay's sitting there and then they kind of they give kind each of other that just like that look. <laughs> it's so good. It but, was yeah. so good. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't need to say anymore. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. beautiful. Ah, chef's yeah. kiss. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. I love me some Ramsay, but at three, I have one Miss Missunday. Mm-hmm. Sunday is one of my favorite characters in the Game of Thrones. She has such a minor role, but her and Grey Worm, we were talking about relationships. Her and Grey Worm's relationship is amazing. Also, there's not a lot of characters of color That's true. True. in the show. And watching the two of them together always warmed my heart. Mm-hmm. With Sunday coming on the scene as an interpreter originally um, teaching Daenerys words to use and how to speak to the Unsullied and how to basically free them all. Right. And then coming with her on the rest of the journey. Yeah, she becomes an advisor. She uh, Not just an advisor, she becomes Daenerys' almost chief advisor. Right, right. Yeah. Because she's the only one not telling Daenerys what to do. Mm-hmm. You have Jorah who's trying to like give her wisdom that she didn't ask for right you have Tyrion also doing the same down the road but Masande is always just there it was like Sansa's best uh Daenerys's best friend mm-hmm. yeah as well as person that will give you the advice sound advice if you ask me for it right well, yeah I think that's the change like she never like volunteered the advice she's no. like if you ask i'm gonna tell you if mm-hmm. not and she would I'm tell hang out what she actually felt too right. and that was a that's a beautiful statement there and and watching the sunday and daenerys grow grow together mm-hmm. yes they grew together through say slavers bay mm-hmm. and then having to deal with the the tarpies or whatever and then all the way to Masande's death which was ridiculous by the way that was it's season eight you knew it was gonna happen no not her dying but Drogon's right there. Masande's on top of the thing. She tells him just to burn them all because, like, yeah. she's done. I I don't. I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but I think Masande's death is what 
made Daenerys. Oh yeah, decide. Oh, yeah. To no kill everyone. That definitely no tipped the scales. For oh, well, for a lot sure. of people feel like that Daenerys was always going to do that. I don't. I feel like Masande's death because she at this point she's already lost Jorah. She's lost. Masande, she lost her trust in Tyrion. Right. She, every, she lost two dragons. Right. right. And she's like, I feel like at that point she was still she lose cool with, with with trust with the peaceful exchange of power and do whatever she had to do to take the because they're still telling her they're still advising her and she hasn't asked. Right. And then Cersei kidnaps Masande, kills her in front of Daenerys. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Danny's like, I ain't got nobody. Yeah. I have literally, my, my sister is dead. Because mm-hmm. Masande yeah. was basically was like her sister. sister. No, it's a good way of I it. don't feel that. I mean, peaceful, yeah, but she was always going to be a dictator, always going to be. Like ha- she had that. always been. But I don't think she was going to destroy do, the city. I do, <laughs> yeah, does. I do agree that like her destroying the city, um, that you could see. You could see on her face, once they kill Miss Sande, you could see her face just shift. Yep. And it doesn't shift back. Nope. And you're like, oh, it never well, changes. And that's even when it she for like, And even when she, like, flies on Drogon, when Daenerys flies on Drogon, and then comes around the back, and they take out the, the gold company and everything, and she's at the, she's there, and they have the city, they're ringing the bells. Yeah. And then, like, the rage that enters yeah. her face, you could see, like, it was Miss Sande's, because she remembers... Yeah. This just happened yesterday or right, whatever. Right. F these people. Dracaris. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's all because of Masande. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Masande and her group, Masande yeah. was a slave when she got her. She teaches her the words that she has to say and the etiquette and the unsullied follow her. Masande is just someone that really spoke to me because I liked her mm-hmm. and the actress i forgot the actress's name that plays her she uh she, i can't remember her name but she's fantastic she's she a great actress no. she totally crushes it in that spot natalie emmanuel uh, yes mm-hmm. she's been in a ton of other she's things been in a bunch of other stuff right. she's such a good actress and she was in misfits she was in fast and furious she's in a bunch of stuff she's one in, in one of the yeah. uh she's in that show uh, uh four weddings and a funeral on oh, Hulu. oh yeah yeah she was in that one mm-hmm She's only in 38 episodes of the show from season three three to season eight, but she's just every she was episode, a presence. Everyone was like, well, yeah. and she didn't have a lot of a lot of scenes, but when she was there, I felt like she brought this gravity. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this there was an resilience to her scenes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Every scene she was in, I was like, I'm gonna enjoy this yeah. scene. <laughs> yeah. and then Until her, they killed her. her <laughs> like, oh. And then the way that she loved Grey Worm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because as you know, Grey Worm does not have a penis. Right. There's a lot of that in, in Yeah, they cast her a lot yeah. of girls all over the place. Yes. But the way the fact that she teaches Grey Worm to love mm-hmm. When he's emotions. only known to be a warrior. Right. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And the fact that the Unsullied goes to her to her country, that's where they settle because that's where she was she, was she wanted to settle right. with Grey Worm. And Grey Worm's like, We're gonna go anyway because my my love is dead. Right. Yeah. And this is where I was gonna go and that's where I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. the Sunday just touches so many characters that she every character she touched is almost changed for it mm-hmm. and her connection to, to Danny really is what put it over the top for me on a Sunday I don't know if she's mm-hmm. gonna be in anyone else's list but I felt like I really I really wanted to speak about her yeah. because she yeah. like I said not a lot of people of color 
and she was one and she, she was very influential was she was on my i mean like i said my list kept changing um yeah. her and gray worm are definitely my honorable mentions yeah. i mean 100 like i love gray worm well, I love, he was I love so that. skinny too, but he he was such a fierce fighter. I was like, this I love their storyline. Like Kevin was saying, their love story was great. Yeah. Like you know, it was very very beautiful, especially since you know the Unsullied don't know what love is. Right. You know. So, so yeah, Kevin, yeah. I, that was a fantastic good, argument, good, buddy. Good. I, yeah. I, I, like yeah, good. that was good. Corey, who do you have at number two? The Kingslayer. <laughs> Jamie Lannister. So, so those that are obviously can't see this, Corey hunched over his microphone <laughs> and he gave us all like a snarl face and then said, The Kingslayer. Oh man, just where do I even start? Uh, so, I remember when I read the books, I got this impression like Jamie Lannister was some flamboyant, like hotshot guy. And I think that uh, Nikolai Costner. Waldau, is that how you say his name? Um, yeah, so... Uh, Close enough, dude. He, he totally played Jamie on season one exactly what I expected. Yeah. But then, once season two, season three come along, we start seeing Jamie's story arc, and especially once you get that scene where he's in the, the hot tub with Brienne, and he's like, what would you have done? Like, the king was telling me to burn everybody down. I stabbed my sword in his back. I saved everybody in King's Landing. And I was like, I was like, whoa, like maybe he's not a bad guy. <laughs> like I saw him push Bran out the window. Famous like, last he, words, maybe he's not so bad. I know. He and, did push Bran out the window though. Which was so rude. But <laughs> as the show went on and like, oh gosh, especially that that scene too where the 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 train the train is getting attacked by the dragon and people are just getting firebombed yeah. and he sees the dragon land and he's like I'm going to charge at this bitch right now and just I might die I'm going to take her out I'm not going to have one more Targaryen burn down King's Landing which later does happen yeah, which, um, <laughs> he failed but and they tried, he luckily, tried. Luckily, yeah I guess lots of know, people tried and, and we all expected that in season 8 when he was like I'm going to go help stop the Night King me and all my friends predicted he would die there. He would die in like Brienne's arms. They would both get like murdered by White Walkers. And it's like, oh, that's like a good, you know, conclusion of a storyline. He he died doing something he loved. But no, he goes back to Cersei mm. and he dies with her. And I very much disagree with all that. I disagree with that as well. Oh, I don't. I like. He said, he, I mean, he says when you that he did everything to- for love. Including pushing Bran out the window. He, everything he's ever done with... Like, okay, I don't have Jamie on my list. Mm-hmm. But... No, he's not on mine as well. The, the speeches that Jamie delivered... Because you're right. In season one, he's just this arrogant dude. And then I think from season two on, they told Nikolai that he could play this dude with a little bit of heart. Yeah. Yep. Well, once yep. he got his hand cut off, he's like, well, I got to have something else going for me. Well, and I think what happens is, is that you then start to see the character for who he was. He always was, mm-hmm. which is a dude that legitimately did do everything for love. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. For his love that he had for his children and for his sister, sister wife. Sister and wife. also for Tyrion. There was a yeah, he this for his family that he yes. made for Tyrion. I think that's you know when he got on the outs with Cersei because she felt like he betrayed him because he you know he helped Tyrion escape and took care of his brother. So um, I still like he did everything for love of everyone else, but if he loved himself enough, he would not have gone back to Cersei. I disagree. I disagree. It's always about family. 
He does. I mean, he could. He know. He knew he could not bore his father any children, though he could father three. He knew that he wanted to protect them to his death. So him and I know that people did not agree, like you just said, with him going back to Cersei because they wanted to see him with Brienne. Actually, I didn't want to see him with Brienne. I thought that was a bad choice too. But people, that was did. A bad people, people did yeah. want to see him with Brienne. Yeah, I, me, I didn't want her to to go ahead and get it. So I was like, go ahead yeah. and get you some. So it's the, it's the but, reason though I don't have any qualms with season eight because I felt like it was a always he was going to return to Cersei because that's who he loved from jump, from including jump, yeah. almost killing a young boy. In the very first episode, in, ep- in minute 59. But right. I really I, thought there was a character arc change with how he met Brienne. And it, he gave her the, the sword and all that, too. Like It's bookended. It is, it, is, it is absolutely the right character arc, whether or not we like it. That is, that is what his character was meant to do. And I have a lot of qualms with season eight, but that is one that I actually didn't have a big as big a problem because I always saw him going back to her no matter what because it was that. It started with, I'll do anything for love and, you know, whatever. And it ended with that. So it's poetic in a way, but it, and I didn't like it. I didn't really want that, but it, it was what was going to happen. And I was okay with it. By the time it happened, it didn't ring true for me. That's fair. And I felt like he had gone back. He had defied Cersei. He had gone and helped them fight the night. You know, he had pretty much put himself on the other side. So it didn't ring. And not that he didn't still love her. Not that he wouldn't mourn her. It just didn't ring true for me that he would go back. I think you can blame D&D for that. I will. (laughs) Because I, I, you know... They they rushed some things, they and did. I think yes. that, they did. again, I think that it would have made more sense if they had flushed, flushed some things it out, out a little bit but more. I again, I think it's a very bookended arc, and he grew a lot, but it's still love. Quick, and yeah. yeah, it was all and but like you just said, it was bookended. It was always Cersei. Mm-hmm. Even he had a little tryst with Brienne. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's the only other person he had a tryst with in his life. Probably well, it's maybe the only other person that he had a tinge of love for i don't know like well, I mean, yeah, yeah. With, but like, like when yeah. he goes to um winterfell and he fights the the white walkers it was to save cersei when she couldn't save herself she was too blind right. to realize that you need to go there he said that this because he asked is this good are they going to make it to king's landing and they said well they're going to start here and continue to go and she's like we don't need to worry about this we're going to betray them he's like Someone's got to go hey, and save you. They're, they're, <laughs> I gotta like, yeah. We Stay can't alive. betray them. They're the, our only defense. Yeah, so he goes up there to do that because at the end of the day, it's always Cersei. Yes. Mm. It was always, for me, to me, it always seemed like it was always Cersei for him. Mm-hmm. It was. And, it was always going to be. And it was always 100%. going to be. Yeah. But he grew. But he grew. And oh, I really loved that he grew. Like, he, he's another one of those characters you love to, to hate, but then you're like, oh, I hope I, I never love to hate him. I always I, I loved enjoyed Jamie. Even though yep. he, I don't think he was ever one of my favorite characters, but I always enjoyed him. And, like, watching him grow, I enjoyed it. I never, even when he threw Bran out the window, I was like, you, dang, you son. Didn't, you didn't but hate I didn't him. hate I him. him. I hated know? him. I was like, you little. I, I the the kid was running around on the roofs. He was going to fall on one of his sons anyway. Come on. I hate him for trying to kill Bran because it's episode one and I don't know this kid at all. Exactly. Okay, Except that he's dumb enough to go run around on yep. roofs. So that's I don't care point. about him. And then even later on, Bran gets like super dope powers because of it. So like I don't I can't even be mad at him for that's it. That's fair. Because yeah. 
This is part of his. I mean, yeah, but he's still doing his his sister. And, doing, you know, like, that's that was, why, that was why like, he killed the I kid. I understood yeah. why you pushed him. Yeah, I don't understand why you were doing what you did to make <laughs> you want to push him, but I understand why you pushed him because that's kind of well because he loves his sister. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> he loves yep. her yeah. with his penis. <laughs> <laughs> and they brought three children. They brought three children. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he loved them too. And he, I mean, that's why he goes to Dorn, like right because of his daughter. Like these are the he loves his. If you say one thing about Jamie, he loves his family. He loves his yes. family. And uh, side side discussion. Y'all think Cersei was pregnant at the end? I wasn't sure. I, I don't think she was. I think it was a big old lie. I think it was. If she was, it would be with Jamie's baby. Yeah. If she were pregnant, it was with Jamie. If she wasn't, she had home dude. Um, what's his name? The other Greyjoy to try to knock her up so she can make oh, it. Oh yeah, true. yeah. The the weird Greyjoy. I that think showed she up. was pregnant, yeah, yeah. but I think that's what come. I think she got um Euron. Euron. Yeah. That's what come, and that's why I think she lets Euron into her bed is to, to protect her and Jamie's fourth baby. Right. Mm. Um. So I do think she was pregnant. I don't. That's the only reason. That's the only reason I don't think it was a. I thought it was a ruse as well. Until she she lets Euron sleep with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she like starts acting more pregnant because I think she was pregnant. And then Euron's like, oh, we're having a baby. But I think it was was always Jamie's. (laughs) She's played that game before. She's like, my husband's dead now, so I'm going to need to uh, make this work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's like, "Mm, well, it can't be Robert's baby. So. Mm. Uh, Hey, you. You're hanging around. (laughs) But she, she was never going to have the baby due to the prophecy. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, right. I, knew, I didn't think I do think she was pregnant, and but I do remember when she get, got pregnant. I was like, "Wait a minute!" Because she like rebukes it's supposed to be three shots. She rebukes um, Euron at first, yeah, and, and then she all of a sudden him. she like flips. yeah, she rebuffs him, and then she like is getting sick, fake sick, or if, if you will, or whatever, and then she flips, and I'm like, "Oh, because she is pregnant, mm-hmm. but it's Jamie's it's again." Jamie's again. <laughs> I mean, Robert's, she's only fertile for Jamie, and, Robert, and, Robert, and Robert's not around, so. Mm-hmm. She's got, she's got to be somebody's. That's the only, that's the only reason. I, I get what you're saying, though. It's, it's, I wouldn't put past Cersei to mm-hmm. pretend, but that's the only reason. Shete. All right. Who do you have at number two? At number two, I have the much beleaguered Sansa Stark. Ooh, so oh, so okay. Boom. Um, and here's why. I'll tell you, when I first started watching the show, I hated Sansa. Hated Sansa Stark. I thought she was such a waste of space. So whiny. So whiny, so stupid. But by the end of it, I was like, that's my girl. You Sansa. go, girl. I was Sansa. Like, All right. Queen then. in the North. She. All the stuff she went through, as horrible as it was, she needed it because it it made her a woman, it made her a leader, it made her the queen of the north, and she and she, by the end of it, she was the only one who was able to see things it, clearly. It got her a Jonas. It did get her a Jonas. <laughs> it got her a Jonas. I mean, it got her a Jonas. So, um, but by the end of it, she was the only one who was seeing things clearly. You know, John with his naivete and his, you know, his. I don't know, love for his aunt. She was the only one who was like, hey, um, just so you know, she's not going to pick you over her throne and you need to handle that, you know? And I think it's because she knew from her own experience with, with Joffrey. She thought Joffrey was so in love with her and, oh, he's a, he's a prince, he's so great. And then she realized, oh, no, this fool's crazy. And so she kind of saw those parallels. So all of her experiences made her a more fleshed out character, uh, a wiser leader, and she took control. She killed Ramsay. Yep. 
And then she took control of Winterfell and kind of turned it around. Um, so Sansa's at my number two. Well, for me, Sansa grows so much. There's so much growth. So much. And like you said, she goes through so much, but she constantly learns. Mm -hmm. She's continuously learning every time. And the best part is that each person thinks they can control her. And at first they can. And then as time goes on, she starts to realize where she fits in this crack right here. And mm -hmm. where she fits in that crack right here. All the way to where she is gets back to Winterfell. And John is the king in the north, but once again doesn't want it because John right. never wants power. He never wants it. And she's like, "Well, we could just do my plan because I have a plan. So yeah. let's just do that. Everybody and, cool and with she's that?" Like, hey, you remember that battle of the bastards where your ass was losing? Who got that army? <laughs> was brought, that me? That was me. I believe that, that was, was me. me. I believe that, that was, was me. me. Like, and this is Winterfell. This is my home, fool. I'm the one who's running. And here. then watching yeah. her get that satisfaction of killing Ramsay, mm -hmm. watching her continue to make. Strong strategic Strong, plans. Smart she choices. outplayed Littlefinger. Yes. Don't forget that. Yes. The, her her being able to best Baelish, these things. She's able to put Arya in her place and let Arya know that listen, I'm not this little yeah. bird. Yeah. I'm not like Robin. I'm not a little bird here. I know what I'm. I know doing. what I'm doing. And I feel like she grew way more than Arya did. Yes, Arya, did. for someone who you know, she became the man with no face. Sansa grew leagues more than she. I did. agree. I agree. And so. All these things is why I also have Sansa at two, because watching her go from being wanting to be a fairy tale princess to her realizing that she is just a she's like I'm bamf. gonna be a queen regnant. Yeah, she's just a no bamf. prince needed. No prince needed. I got this, mm -hmm. and it's fine. Could could we say Sansa won the Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes. I would. I would. Yes, I would. she did because she got herself a throne. Yeah. We'll go back to how all the Starks got thrones, but but no, yes. Sansa. Yeah. Sansa, I would say is the winner, the ultimate winner, because mm -hmm. she gets not just a throne; she gets her home. She gets her own. She yeah. took back her home. She not just took back her home. She has a brother that's older than her, and Rob, who was destined to be on the throne, and then it was going to go to Bran. Because it goes to the next because male. He's a male. And yeah. she's like, hold on, wait, hold, hold on. on. Hold on. Who did all this yeah, here? I'm, I'm here, guys. And I'm older. Yeah. I know what and I'm doing. She here. turned the seven kingdoms into the six kingdom. Let's be honest. She like advocates. she's like, we are separate. Yeah. You're the north. We'll help you because that's my brother, but this is my shit right here. Yeah. And they're like, Queen of the North. She's like, that's what I thought you said. That's why that's why I have her. She's her growth was great. I have a very tough time picturing her unwhiny. I don't know why, but she did grow a ton. Like I, I think that the the lasting image it, that I have is those first handful of seasons where there wasn't a ton of growth. But yes, they they launched it, and I absolutely agree that she could fit on this list at at some point. Um, I just she, to me, I it sticks in my head that whiny kind of princessy thing but you are 100% right and you're changing my mind a little bit that she did grow a lot and did potentially win it by yeah. getting her home back and I, I I do agree with you there well on top of that Sophie Turner just crushes it yeah. oh yes 100% she, she starts off as a youngster yeah. playing this role and then she grows into a woman while playing yes. this role and she seems to become along with Sansa just more sure of herself mm -hmm. yeah and that she's making the right choices and Sansa's making the right choices as she's going on. And and even when she's being raped by, by Ramsey, mm -hmm. you can tell that this is terrible, 
But she's like, but I'm, I'm going, going to get, get you. I'm, I'm going, going to get, get you. I am going to get you. This is not this the is end. This is not the end of this. You think uh-huh. that you, yeah. And, and she's the one who sees through Daenerys, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, everyone else fake. is like, like, dumb. She's not good for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think. John, me and you have never gotten along. But let me let you know that this is not the one, though. Right. This is not the one. Just do what you want, you. though. Stay yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I do wish you would have just said, no, John. No. 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 But she's like, but if you want to do this, though, that's on you, though. That's your call. But I wouldn't do it if I yeah. were you. I've seen bad, and she's one of them. Yeah. I've seen it. And so that's why I have said I, said I do like that, me. actually, Kevin. That's a really good point. Because she probably saw the most viciousness out of any of the characters in the entire show. Oh, yeah. That's her you No, so literally <laughs> yeah. what you just said right there was is the perfect way of summing it up. Hey, John, I know bad. And she bad. <laughs> she she bad. bad. So yeah, that was actually a really good way of putting it. I like, like that. The, the only person that was good to her was Tyrion. Yeah. Every other person she came in contact with was terrible to her. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Reek was good to her at the end. You know, he got around a little at bit. At the that end, was, but that like, was his. That was his right way of redeeming himself. That was his redemption but story. He yeah. redeems himself for having watched what happened to her, right, and doing nothing. letting everything happen to Yara that it did. Mm-hmm. Him bailing on Yara. Reek's redemption <laughs> was for all of the all things. of those. Yeah, things. and yeah. you're right. He was he was always good to her. In the end, always good to her. I think in the, the end. hound was good to her too. He's the one who helps. He helps her out. Her out. The, the hound was because not, he was ordered to. Yeah, he, yeah. But he gets her out of there, and that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But where and then like Brienne even like protects her, and that's kind of like yeah. It's a, it, that's not a promise to Sansa. That's a promise to Catelyn. Yeah, that's right? true. These she are, wasn't there. for Everyone Sansa, that true. was there for Sansa, was whether it be Joffrey, whether it be Ramsay, whether it be um, Baelish. They all had devious things in mind for Sansa, and they were going to try to figure out how to puppet her. And then she's like, I'm just learning from like all these things that are terrible. Yeah. I see not to do this, yeah. not to do that, like, not to do that. Don't trust that person. <laughs> yeah. don't trust. And, oh, you said what now? Oh, no, I don't believe you. Yeah. And in the book, like, Baelish wanted to get some out of Sansa, too. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he he did. won't get in there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah he wanted so, to be there before Ramsay. I can see. It. And he keeps yeah. being like, You look just like how like, your yeah, mother you look looked like your mother. And she's like, she younger. <laughs> That's wrong. Something here ain't right. Yeah. I can, I can feel it, I can see it. It was terrible, oh, yeah. Peter Baelish. He wasn't even good at hiding it. He was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Get me some of that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How was she, like 13 at the time? Oh, like, oh yeah. Ugh. Ugh. But Gross. that's why we have Sansa at number two. Mm-hmm. Aaron, who's your number two? My number, uh, my number two is uh, Joffrey. And we've talked about him ad nauseum uh, before, but again, spoiled little brat. Um did it for like four seasons, you know, much longer than I was expecting oh, out of. I was right for him to uh, die. Out of something like that, and that was that was the sticking point. Um, he just did it so well in that kind of spoilish brat little role, and I hate that kid. But my God, it was it, the character himself. Like it just was. It was. It was what it was. We've talked about it, and it was fantastic to hate. Yeah. So, yeah. Joffrey, Joffrey is just so much fun. He is. Yeah. He's just so much fun. The, yeah. And like we talked about what he did to Sansa, the fact that he does a 180 when Marjorie comes around. Oh, Marjorie. <laughs> <played> <laughs> him Marjorie like a was great. Yep. 
to the kid. Like a fiddle. Yeah. He's like, oh, look, I could be good. I can, I can, I can, I can How old is Joffrey like, oh. in this show? She's like, what, 14, 14 or something. And she's probably like 19, she was 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah. But she if was I was like, a 14-year-old oh, no. and that hottie came in. That's not going to yeah. happen she to me. Be, I am not yeah. Sansa Stark. Yeah. Let me let yeah. you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just love that. that he was yeah. like, oh, I'm willing to change it up. I mean, Marjorie. I mean, Marjorie. Oh, what do you want, Marjorie? Marjorie? Whatever you want. Have you seen? Yeah, whatever you want, Marjorie. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm to do that. But, yeah, that was funny. Well, yeah. So I had Joffrey at two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Corey, here we are at number one. Number one. Who is your uh, number one? I, on I can your list? I can guess because uh, two of these people already talked about her earlier and said they, she was much higher on the I'm list. Ready to give a high five. The Queen of Motherfucking Thorns, Olena Tyrell. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I number also have Elena Tyrell at number one. She sat at one. number one at one point on my, at, you know, but there's shuffling. And I will say this: not only did she steal the scenes every time I read about her in the book, she also a thousand percent stole the scenes of the show. Yes. She threw such direct shade at people, especially. I remember this one scene where the sand snakes come in. They're like, "We're badass." She's like, "No, you ain't. Get out of here. <laughs> we don't want you." And I mean, you've already said the line, uh, tell Cersei, Cersei it, was me. it was me. I want her to know it was me. Excellent. I'm like, yes, you do. Excellent line. I love how she like, she drank the poison, wiped him off and was like, tell her it was me. I'm like, yes. yes! And yes. the reason why Marjorie could control Joffrey was because Olena was telling her what to do. She totally went in. Oh, she gave Cersei her shit. She like was like, oh, Sansa, you're pathetic. You need to get, you know, like. She was the realest person in the Game was. of Thrones. She had no filter. She would just shit talk yes. anybody right to their face. And, and you know, she was, she was just hanging out there in the gardens of King's Landing. And she's like, I hate this place. I hate this place. This place it's sucks. ugly. This, you know, you Sansa, let me poor. teach you a couple you need things. More money. Yeah. Like she was. She was just all about how to get the Terrell clan to get top tier. And I mean, uh, her, her daughter Marjorie was playing the game, but she's like, gosh, my son Loris, he's he's just not really in a climbing the ladder. And oh, she always made women. fun of her son. <laughs> yeah. You know, so so she was like, why do the men in my family suck? Oh, like, yeah. Why is it me who's doing all the power plays? So I was uh, just very, very happy. And the uh, the actress Diana Rigg, she passed away yeah, recently. Yeah, R.I.P. She did an excellent job of just throwing all the shade all over oh, King's yeah. Landing. Absolutely. Oh, the delivery, the like snark. Ugh. And, and the characters that she stood toe-to-toe with, you know, Cersei, mm-hmm. uh, Varys. You know, these are, you know, big players in the game. And she's just like... You look at her and watch her, and you go, "Yeah, you you've been in the game the longest, and you yeah, it's like just people don't it. live long around here, and I'm the long, I'm yeah. the oldest bitch yeah. in the room, so I think I know what I'm doing here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it, Aaron. Who do you have a number one? Oh, Littlefinger. Ooh. Oh, I do like Finger. Oh, yeah. Aaron. Oh, oh, who did I? Oh, did you? Oh, oh, did you? Oh, oh, that's that's oh. Interesting. Now, oh. let me tell you why Lord Baelish is the best character in. All of Game of Thrones. Okay, well, please, please talk. Well, Let's talk. You go ahead and go first. Well, so Game of Thrones is, you know, it's about everyone wanting to establish their power role. Whatever it, you know, whatever level you are, it's it it comes down to, you know, it's it's a big play on, you know, oh, we want the, you know, the, uh, we want the throne. But there's a lot of other little power people that 
that are also just clamoring at the the power teat, if you will. And <laughs> Baelish is that guy, and he's probably the most manipulative person in the show. Oh, uh, he is the most manipulative. Um, person he's got. In the he, show. Uh, Kevin said it um, a few minutes ago. Puppet master, <laughs> and that is what Baelish is. And he he thought he was this smart. He was so much smarter than everyone else, and he. Despite coming from, you know, in this world, the, the nothingness that he was, you know, to be uh, something of the coin and, and all he of these the things. Master, he, the master, master of, of coin. coin. He, he worked his way up into these to be able to influence these incredibly powerful people. Puppet master. When you think of a hard worker, there's no one that's a harder worker than Peter Baelish Littlefinger. He came from nothing. Mm-hmm. Literally nothing. Yeah. yeah, he goes on to own a brothel. Mm-hmm. Using that brothel, he amasses power mm-hmm. over very important and people. Wealth. Yes, and wealth. As he massive continues yeah, wealth to climb the ladder, the chaos ladder. That I mean, he says it best: chaos is a ladder, and then he climbs it. He constantly climbs it. He utilizes all these things around him to constantly put himself in the most advantageous position so that way oddly enough he would one day sit on the iron throne or sit next to it which would be enough because yeah i don't think he actually wants to sit on the throne because he doesn't he want the target on his back but, he, but he knows the real power he he is the person behind the and throne. which is why his yeah. goal was to put his little puppet that he thought sansa onto the throne mm-hmm. and he would control her the best he can right behind her which is insane because he knew he was not of royal birth mm-hmm. he no, knew that he not. had no line to the throne but he knew that he could still get there if he played the cards right mm-hmm. the, in the show the amount of things that he orchestrated uh, oh yeah his hands his were in everything, everything. little fingers he started the show basically he, he killed uh, the yeah. original uh, candidate uh, king right I was, oh yeah yeah he did that um, he had his hand in getting he Eddard tried killed, to, uh, he tried know, to kill Bran again the knife yes. thing planting yeah. that knife yeah. He's he was and again you know if you look at a show like this in terms of we we've talked about these guys that were on the show for maybe six episodes or sixteen episodes or or whatever he was there from the beginning to the end and you don't have a ton of long running characters but it was because he was so good at what he was doing and he was intelligent yes he got his comeuppance mm-hmm. but. You know, you've got to be smart to be in the Game of Thrones, and uh, yeah. yeah. And though I love Elena, mm-hmm. I, I think that Peter is the rightful number one because of the reasons that we just said. He's behind literally everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Olena's big move is killing Joffrey, yes. But Littlefinger Shh. almost got Bran killed. It was his, and it was his. Uh, Knife, knife, right? He was the one that helps get Tyrion out of, out of King's Landing when he's being accused. He then gets light, kills Lysa himself after taking over the veil. Right. Every every step Peter made was to put himself one more in line to take the throne. He gets bested by Sansa in the end. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and it's because he makes one. He should have zigged instead of zagged. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, but, that, that well, happened to Sansa had her eye on him. Did that she to already where he zigged and he should have zagged. Rickon. Rickon. Rick there we go. Oh my gosh! Like not a straight line, you <laughs> did. But also, like I, I think there, you know, 
something men always do. They think too much with their little finger instead of their brain. <laughs> hey. When he got her to the veil, like he showed his hand. Yeah. He showed his hand and she <sighs> she knew what he was actually after and she remembered. She yes. kept that yes. with her. Well, Seth, like I said, we talked we just I just talked we just started acknowledging about Sansa, right? right? And how smart she was right. and how everything taught her on the way. But little finger, the fact that this dude has nothing and then he Gets to the point. Damien's one of the most powerful people in Westeros. Without, I gave you that. Without do without having any lands, he doesn't have any 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 titles. He reminds me of uh, of Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> Hamilton, right? Alexander Hamilton <laughs> yeah, exactly. running a brothel. Basically, that's who he I can is. I see him doing that. Right, yeah. that's, that's who he is. Right, he has no lands. He has nothing, but he puts him with using he, his wits create a title for using him. Nothing but his brain. He puts himself in the spots that are necessary. He he's also not a fighter, right? This right. dude is not yeah, out no. here on the he weak. Yeah, he's weak. He's not out here fighting wars, but he's putting things in place so that way he doesn't have to fight the wars. When the war is happening, he's hiding somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's never in a battle scene. He's like, oh, that's happening. Yeah, I'm gonna help. Mm. <laughs> exactly. He did put From the here. knife to Eddard Stark's throat when they arrested him. Yes, true. It's like, don't trust me. By that point, <laughs> that point, they already had him all timmed up and stuff. All he had to do was walk that's up. When and go, Peter gets to come running. Yeah, in. he's like, hey, wait, I did something with a knife. Yeah, and so that's why. Like I said, I I I thought I was alone on on, on Littlefinger. I didn't know Aaron was going to have no, Littlefinger was on my list for a long time, and then I I, I mean I'm sorry I I stand for Olena, and like oh. I know you're just saying like he was devious and everything, but when you really think about it, so was she. She had her hand in a lot she of does, stuff. Like, yeah. She had the purse strings. She knew how to use them. She I mean we didn't find out that she's the one who killed Joffrey until the end. The end. Super smart. And she you know she guided Marjorie. Like I don't think. I, I think Elena belongs on this list. Right. Yes. I, I believe she belongs. I, I don't want you to think that I'm knocking Elena. Uh, she belongs on this list. But I just think at one, the person that said that this was the Game of Thrones, like he's the one that like titles the thing, is Littlefinger. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That. Well, no. Cersei says she, the Game of you, Thrones. When are you die? die? Yeah. yeah. In the but Game like, of Thrones, you win or you <laughs> die. But Littlefinger is there the whole time, continually to slowly but surely get to the top. Well, I mean, when you start killing people, you know, you naturally. Like, <laughs> but he's not killing anybody. No, I mean, like, that's crazy. everybody dies. But, so but that's there's the a vacuum. You, you don't. You don't just start rising because you people that are in in front of you are, but mm-hmm. no one's in front of little. If, if everyone's going down this street, like think of it as a road. Chaos everyone, is a ladder. Yes, everyone's <laughs> driving down the road, and then little figures on the shoulder, and he's like just passing people yeah. on the shoulder, he's like watching the wreck. Like, oh man, <laughs> exactly. That looks bad. That's crazy. I'm going forward. <laughs> Come on, keep moving. Someone's going to sit on that throne. He watches something happen and goes, how can I make this advantageous to myself? Yeah, how can yeah. I work this How can life? I turn this into something that is going to benefit me? And he did it the best out of the bunch, I feel. Again, I have Elena on my list. Mm-hmm. It was really tough to organize this, but Baelish has been at one for a while. Well, and Varys called Baelish the most dangerous man in Westeros. Mm-hmm. There you go. And I expected, watching the show, because the show's, of course, so far ahead of the books, once we got to, what, like, season seven, I was like, oh, man, 
Peter's good or Baelish, he's gonna end up on that Iron Throne somehow. somehow. He's gonna <laughs> come in at the very end. It's like the Night King is gonna kill like eighty percent of the characters, and somehow Baelish is gonna call his way up there. Survivor. But, yeah, he's he's the designated survivor. He's just hiding in the in the red keep, oh and he's like, God. "It's me." And then he's gonna like high five the Night King, and then you're like, "Oh, oh my God, God, Baelish, and you went it the together." Hard, the hard part is you couldn't even put that past him, right? You're like, yeah, like "I can see I believe he'd, that." He'd find a way. Yeah. Um, and look, Baelish, he. He would have been my number six if this was a top six show, but it is not. Right, mm-hmm. and I I still want to want to call for my girl Elena, mm-hmm. Elena because Peter was I I mean I feel like he was predictable. He didn't he, he didn't meet my criteria of stealing the show every yeah. season I saw in him. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a crafty devious some bitch. I knew he was going to be pl- playing people against each other. I saw him puppeteering Sansa. Oh, yeah. He had too much of a smirk on his face all the yeah, time. Yeah, but and if Cersei hadn't blown up everything with that Greek fire crap, Marjorie would have been sitting on that game of th- on the Iron Throne, and you know it. She, I mean, she controlled Tommen. She. I mean, that's why Cersei had to do it because Cersei knew she was losing her power. Her baby boy was going against her and standing with his wife. And I feel like once the time came, Olena would have killed Tommen too. And then Marjorie would have been sitting on that throne like, ah, it's so comfy. So, I mean, Cersei put a wrench in that plan. But yeah, and, and I know that Peter played the Game of Thrones really well. Mm. I just don't see where his end game was because, yes, he took over the Eerie. Yes, he sort of had puppet Sansa in the north but he never had any control of Ramsay Bolton so I think the plan was to take Sansa and then make the play that Sansa belonged on the throne she belongs as the rightful heir on the Iron Throne once Cersei has been eliminated and then he would be because she was married to Tyrion no, 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 no. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been in the Lannister Baratheon line. Her, just to yeah, her. and then he would be the hand of the, the king, queen. hand whatever you want that is married to Sansa. He'd also get a little handsy with the queen. He, <laughs> oh, yeah, he definitely wants to well, get handsy. Well, the finger for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Finger. Just a little just finger. Tip. Just a little finger. So that is our list. Shante, will you go through everyone's list for us? Sure. So for Corey, at number five, he has John Cottington from the books. At number four, Liana Mormont. At number three, Oberyn Martell. At number two, Jamie Lannister. And at number one, Olena Tyrell. For me, at number five, I have Hodor. Number four, Tormund's Giant Spain. Number three, Ramsay Bolton. Number two, Sansa Stark. And number one, Olena Tyrell. For Aaron, he has Oberyn Martell at number five. Olena at number four. Ramsay at number three. Two, Joffrey Baratheon. And at number one, Peter Baelish. And for Kevin, at number five, he has Ramsay Bolton. Number four, Joffrey Baratheon. Number three, Missande. Number two, Sansa Stark. And at number one, he has Peter Baelish. So, Corey, we're going to start with you. Tell us, who do you have at number five? You cannot pick yourself. Your own. I mean, look. Ramsey Bolton and Oberlin Martell both belong on this list. Hodor, Hodor's my boy, but he only really stole the show like twice, especially on the episode where he dies. Like that was <laughs> heartbreaking, no doubt. But Oberlin Martell stole every every scene he was in, 
And Ramsey Bolton, look, I know, I know, y'all are into some torture stuff. <laughs> I didn't pick none of the crazy evil people, you know, because because I don't, I don't get, I, I, I don't know if stealing the show is cutting off people's penises and stuff like that. But um, it is in my book. I'm, I'm gonna vote for Oberlin Martell. Okay. Okay. All right. So right here at five, I cannot pick Ramsey. Here we have John Coddington. We have Hodor. We have Oberyn. I am going to go with Oberyn as well. Oberyn Martell, he's great. He belongs on this list. I, I'm also going to go with Oberyn because I have Ramsey higher. I can't go Hodor. I don't know enough about John Condon, even though he sounds I, pretty I, I interesting. I like the fact that he is like he's like protecting Jorah. this dude and doesn't yeah. like this dude. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people who did that in this well, in this show. And, and John Condon just filled in so much of the backstory. Yeah. You know, and that's that's something that you'll obviously get way more of in a book in than in a show. show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. he just really gave a perspective on the Civil War. So I have the choice between uh, Ramsey, but I have him higher on my own list. Um, so I'm going to choose between John Coddington and Hodor. And so because you brought him up and he's the only book character, I love Hodor. But uh, I'm going to give John Coddington my vote just because cool. it was really interesting to hear some of the book perspective and how they blended his character into other characters. So yeah. All right. So at four... At four, we have Liana Mormont, Tormund, Giants Bane, Olena Tyrell, and Joffrey Baratheon. Um, this one's tough because I feel like Olena needs to be higher. Um, and Joffrey, I feel like he should be higher, but not as high as he is um, on Aaron's list. And I can't pick Tormund, but I got to go for Liana. I think she... Uh, I don't know. She's awesome, and she's on my honorable mentions. I'll give her a shout-out as well. She did steal every scene that she was in, and, and you know, I, it was fun to watch her as a character, for sure. I am going to... I'm going to pick Elena Tyrell, because I believe she belongs on this list, just not at one. And uh, let's see what happens see. here. We will we'll see. see what happens here. <laughs> okay, so uh, what, what what happens in the event of a tie on this podcast? Um, so in this, this podcast, if there's a tie for between two people, you rock paper scissors, <gasps> and then whoever wins the rock paper scissors, their character is the person that's there. Yeah, but okay. there's like kind of going to be a four way tie, so we might have to go to producer Chris. We may have to call. I don't know. I don't know if, if producer Chris is watching the Game of Thrones. I'm not real sure. Is that on? I want to say he has, but I believe producer Albert has. Okay, so, so we can I do might producer be calling Albert. him. Okay. Um. Well, because I, I feel like we're gonna get in that situation when we get to number one. Mm -hmm. So I want Elena to be here. Um. Joffrey did steal the show. I can't vote for my girl. Uh, so I guess I'm going to vote for Olena because she has to be on this list somewhere. So we do so have a tie. So now there's a tie. All right, we have a tie at number four. So Corey and Aaron. Olena and Corey's Mormont. Yeah. Mormont. We're going to do a rock, paper, scissors between the two of them. What are you throwing? <laughs> One of the three. Aaron just asked him. Yeah. All right, ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All, All right. right. Looks like Liana Mormont Liana makes Mormont. it on. I'm terrible at rock paper scissors. <laughs> Good to know for it. the future. Always paper. <laughs> okay, so at three, we have Oberyn Martell, we have Ramsey Bolton, 
We have Ramsey Bolton. And we have Masande. Masande's getting short shrift here. But I'm going to go ahead and go <laughs> big over in here. We'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> so big over in here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Masande. Yes. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Masande's great. Surprised is great. You. She is great. Um, she is great. And it's the funny thing is if you had voted for Ramsey, I might have voted for Masande. But since you didn't, I'm gonna go for Ramsey because <laughs> he needs to be on this list. Ramsey ain't higher, right? No. So I'm going Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. Ramsey, Ramsey deserves to be on the list. Masande though, shouts to you. Yep. Shouts to you, Masande. Masande, I was like, man, I might vote for her. Masande's <laughs> great. She is great, and I feel like she does deserve to be on the list. But you know, it's five. It's five spots. What can you do? All right. So we have into down and dirty. Corey's Jamie Lannister, Shantae with Sansa Stark, my Joffrey Baratheon, and Kevin Sansa Stark. I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys your Sansa because she, you did a, had a you had a really good argument there, and she was not my favorite yeah. character, but you you sold it well. well and and also, I think the realization that Sansa won the Game of Thrones. Yes, <laughs> yes. She Sansa did. was the best no. player, so yeah. I think Sansa is the the unanimous choice here. I think Sansa is the unanimous choice I'm going for Sansa as well. <laughs> I'm, Sansa. I'm and, glad we all agree. And then at one, we have two for Elena. We have two for Peter Baelish. I've just Did texted you text producer, producer Albert. Albert. Okay. Producer Albert said, uh, I asked him, does he watch Game of Thrones? He said, I've watched all of the Game of Thrones. Wonderful. Nice. He even capitalized the G, lowercase o, capitalized the T. Dang. And I said, uh, Peter Baelish or Lynn Tyrell, who was the better character? We're waiting for a text from him back. All I think right. he is contemplating it. With bated breath, we're waiting. And we will tell you who it is in a moment. While we're waiting, let's do some uh, honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Okay. Honorable mentions. Corey, we're going to start with you. you how many okay. honorable mentions do you have? 35? Uh, I have five. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Uh, I might have 35 or 40. L- Littlefinger was one of my honorable mentions, okay. and we Mine talked about well. him at length. Um, uh, Joffrey Baratheon was one of my honorable mentions. We talked about him at length. Um, but I do have uh, two characters from the books who okay. are my honorable mentions. Okay. And then I have one character that I'm honestly very surprised we didn't talk about this whole podcast as an honorable mention. Should I bring that character up yeah, first? Talk yeah, talk about him. Uh, Sandor the Hound Clegane. Oh, yes. He's yes. on my honorable yes. mention. Yes. Okay. Well. Sandor Clegane, the Hound, had the most complete character arc in the whole show. And the way he ended in season eight was the way it should have ended. Mm-hmm. I am Agreed. happy with how it worked out with him. Fighting his brother into the fiery pits as the Red Keep as it all went down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and the hound like he started off as a bad dude. He like freaking like killed people and like didn't care. Killed somebody for their chickens. Yeah, but uh, then he like met those religious guys, turned his life around, and was like, you Change know what? For him. You I know what? I'm gonna fight. Arya also started him on that path too. Okay, yeah. Yes. I think she had a big thing to say to, to make him receptive to those crazy fire religious dudes. Who else did you have on the list? Uh, so these are uh, two book characters. Um, one character you'll recognize, uh, Sir Arthur Dane, yes. the Sword of the Morning. Yeah, uh, He was there at Jon Snow's birth, fighting outside. He killed like six of, of Eddard Stark's buddies. He had two swords. Um, and the way he's referenced in the books, and he's referenced a lot, 
Uh, and in fact, I think it's his son or his nephew is one of the characters in book five, never mentioned in the TV show. But um, Sir Arthur Dane is just consistently mentioned as the best swordsman in Westeros, mm-hmm. as just the most badass dude, has a sword called Dawn that like supposedly was the best Valerian steel blade ever. Um, and uh, yeah, just the way that everyone in Westeros knew that Sir Arthur Dane was the best knight who ever lived. And Eddard Stark somehow killed him. Um, the fact that he was so legendary, I was like, I want to learn more about this dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, and, and did that make people go, "Oh, Eddard maybe did something underhanded to to defeat him or something?" Well, and they reference this in the show, right? When uh, Bran goes back in time and he actually watches the mm-hmm. fight and he mm-hmm. sees that you know Sir Dane gets stabbed in the back through his neck. Um, he's like, that's not the way my dad told the story. And and I don't know if in the book Eddard ever says the story, but it's definitely highly implied that it's like, we didn't know Eddard was that good. He could beat Sir Arthur Dane. <laughs> right. Like, wow, he must be really good at sword fighting. <laughs> you know, so. Um, yeah, no. So Sir Arthur Dane, definitely an honorable mention. And then uh, should I do my last honorable yeah. mention? Yeah, go ahead. So my last honorable mention is a character who's given a whole ton of perspective in the book. There's multiple chapters about this dude, and he's not referenced or related to in the show at all. And I think he's a badass character, Vicarian Greyjoy. Okay. okay. He's one of the uh, brothers of the original Greyjoy king. He's Theon's uncle. Okay. And in the show, he's just non-existent. And uh, let, me, let me give you all some, some background about Vicarian. So uh, he is kind of like one of the outcast brothers um, he like, I think he like fought in the, uh, Greyjoy war and like did like a really bad job. So his brother like rejected him and told him just sail around, be a pirate, don't come home. And, uh, by all the perspectives, he's not a very, he's not a player of the game of Thrones. Okay. okay? <laughs> he is just a brutal, brutish dude. And some of the chapters he like goes on these raids and he like kidnaps women and like rapes them and stuff. And it's like, whoa, this guy's crazy. And Gosh, I think there's even one one chapter, I remember this, where it's like he uh, boards a slave ship, he kills all the slavers, and he then takes the slaves onto his own ship, and he's like, how much money can I get for these people? <laughs> so, like, Jeez. he's not a good guy. Jeez. Okay, and actually, like, some of the slaves were, like, trained in, like, lovemaking, so he's like, I'm going to try these slaves out. <laughs> and, like, the way George R. R. Martin describes it, it's like, he, he had a Neapolitan amount of women with him at, <laughs> in his bed. And I was like, whoa, this guy's hardcore. And he has, like, the, where he's last left off in the books is he's sailing to Slaver's Bay. And he's like, I'm going to meet this Daenerys girl and I'm going to make her fall in love with me. And it's like, bro, oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know so if that's going like to happen. how the uncle is, uh, Euron, is in the show, but different. <laughs> Well, yeah, they, I'm sure they took some of his pieces and put them on Euron. Well, Euron is a character in the books as well. And it's sort of like Euron takes over the Iron Islands and he says, I'm going to work with Cersei. You work with Daenerys. So, so we're in good position no yeah, matter what happens. Euron's trying to play both sides. That's smart. But 
Vakarian is like, I don't really know if I like my brother. My brother kind of treats me like trash. <laughs> and and also in the books, uh, Vakarian finds this artifact called the Dragon Horn. I've heard of this. Which supposedly controls dragons. I've heard of this, yeah. Ah. So he's like, if that girl don't love me. I'm going to use this dragon two, against her. Two, two. Yeah. Use this dragon I'm against take her. take her dragons yeah. from her. Oh, heard this. Interesting. So wow. we never see if that actually happens. That's where the books leave off. Okay. Interesting. For me, for my honorable mentions. I had uh, Beric Dondarrion. Ooh. Um, I think he's dope. The fact that he has a, well, the sword with the flank, that's just oh, yeah, amazing yeah. He's cool. to yeah. me. And they, I feel like they did him well in the show. And you, you don't see him a lot, but when you see him, he's always there. There's impact. And he's there to fight. And he, and he knows that he is only going to be brought back enough times to get this done and then once that's done it's done mm-hmm. and he's like resigned to that fact that's dope to me I had the hound on my list I have the mountain on my list because mm. yeah. I think the mountain is just a mountain of a person he's a mountain and then lastly I had the lord of light okay oh. because you don't see the lord of light but he emanates about- throughout mm-hmm. and uh, he's proven to have power by the the red woman Right and bringing John back to life and whatnot. So the Lord of Light, if they were they 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 celebrate the old gods and the new, but the Lord of Light is the only one I've seen do anything. True. Hold on, the Lord of Light. Do you think Lord of Light made that vagina ghost come out of that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, because that just seems like something Lord of Light would do. <laughs> some, just some dark magic. Yeah. Some dark. But I mean. it seems to be works. Right. It's like made the shadow baby, and that shadow mm. baby took care of things. Yeah. That, that, it happened. It worked. Right. Shadow Baited Baby was my honorable mention, man. Don't steal that. <laughs> <laughs> that those are my honorable mentions, Aaron. Who are yours? Uh, I had a. Uh, I can never say this name, but Jaquin Hakar, the uh, faceless man. Oh yes. Oh yes. I, it, he disappointed at times. Oh, Night Tywin. The, the what was Tywin. Night Tywin. Oh, Tywin. Yes. Uh, I was gonna say that storyline unfortunately tapered off and I wish that they would have given it a more well-rounded conclusion. We can talk ad nauseum about what went wrong in season eight and Arya's transformation, but mm-hmm. him as a character and, and that season where he was training her up and all this stuff, I loved him as a character. Um, I had another couple. I had, um, I loved Sir Davos and oh, Bronn. I love Sir Davos. And oh, Bronn. Bronn, yeah, Bronn. Bronn, Bronn, Bronn was on my list and I, you know, I, I debated putting him in there at one point because of my, you know, theme of badass guys at, at one point, you know, he couldn't quite make the cut, but, um, I did love Braun's uh, comic relief aspect, mm-hmm. and and he had some relatively good character growth. I felt, and I feel like Braun. I mean, if you think of Tyrion as being a smart strategy guy, Braun kind of advised him. You yes. know, he was one of those ones where Tyrion was like the frou frou highfalutin ivory tower. But Braun's like, look, I'm down here with the people. Let me tell you how it really works. And so I think he kind of pushed Tyrion's story a lot in his growth. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yep. So who were your honorable yes. mentions? Well, I had Bron clearly. Yes. Um, I also had you greet. You know nothing, yes. Jon Snow. Yes. But after a while, that got annoying, so I didn't put her on. <laughs> um, Jorah, of course. Yes. Jorah um, Explorer. Cal Drogo. Yeah. Cal Drogo. Um, I'm trying to think who I have that no one said. I have Miss Day. I had Eddard Stark. Mm-hmm. Joffrey. Um, Yara Greyjoy. She was a mm-hmm. badass. She was. Um. 
Theon. I have Melisandre. I have Melisandre on there just because she kind of like the Lord of Light thing. Like she actually, when she first came on, you didn't think she did anything. You thought she was a hoax, and then she started doing stuff. You're like, oh, okay. So yeah, she got some magic. Yeah, she does have some magic. Just don't work all the time. I had a question. Did they they touch on the the dire dire wolves lore a lot more in the books? Oh, way more. And and so I at one point I did have like ghost. Well, I, you know, ghosts, but I, I that was the main one, of course, that we all touched on from watching the show, you know, but I had heard a lot about how they touch a lot more on the lore, so I think, you know, the umbrella of the direwolves, you know. I feel like the show forgot about the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They brought yeah. them back. I think yeah. it's because it's like, oh, you got to bring these dogs on. Yes. You got to train well, I, them I and think stuff. it was a lot of CGI. I think yeah. right. I understood mm-hmm. that it costs a lot of money to make a direwolf right. on the show. I remember reading that somewhere because I was like, "What happened to Sam? Yeah. Like, what happened yeah. to these guys?" Survived. And it was like, yeah. "Yeah," and it was like, "Oh, take like Nymeria. How come we ever yeah. seen Nymeria?" Yeah. I, I also knew that I wouldn't get any uh, points because Kevin would have voted against that. No, I, I probably would have voted. Oh, you would have voted for. I like the dire wolves, oh, okay. man. Because they're, they're not dogs. Awesome. Nymeria. <laughs> they're not dogs. They're wolves. They're like vicious wolves. Yeah. They're huge but, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're but massive. Like, uh, but like, yeah. from what I read, is that to make CGI stuff. The CGI for one of them. Cost so much money, which yeah. is why there's like almost like a whole season you don't see ghosts. Yeah, yeah. you're like it's ghosts alive, and ghost yeah. shows up. I'm like, where but, have you but been? But like they like saved the whole budget for like that Nymeria scene. Yeah, like they saved like the whole budget. Like like they said, we had all this money for dire wolves, but we need to make Nymeria and a bunch of other wolves. So let's <laughs> yeah. just do that. <laughs> so yeah, I felt like at least mentioned them because in the the whole story arc, I know that there's a lot more lore to them than we got. But yeah, and in the story arc, like like Bran is like really big into his warging abilities, and he's like jumping into various animals all over the north. And I think I think it may be book four or maybe it's book five opens with this story of these like three wildling guys that run away from the White Walkers, and one of them's like, "I'm gonna warg into a bird to fly away," and then he's in the bird and he watches the White Walkers kill his body yeah, yeah. so he can't warg back. Right, so he's, so now he's in this trapped bird. in a bird and he's like, what am I gonna uh, do? No. And so it really explores the 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 magic of warging yeah. a lot more in the book. Bran, we didn't talk about him, but that dude, his warg yeah. stuff is cool. His warg stuff is cool. That's literally all I had. His warg yeah, stuff is cool. Yeah, his warging. Let, let, let me add this. I feel I, like it was underutilized. I think the casting was brilliant yes. for almost every character in the show, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Sand Snakes and Bran. Mm. Bran dropped it a couple times. I can believe it. And he, and he grew too much. Yeah. Which is why yeah, they, yeah, that's why they took him out for one full season. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we got to make this make sense. Well, I mean, he was in a chair, so it's not like you could, you could have, I don't know made him not so tall. Like they put him in like a huge chair and he's all lifted. I'm like, why is he well, that high? He, no, because he is so tall. Like, I know. Like he got like it like he got really tall. He got like birdie. NBA growth yeah. spurt. Like that was a. <laughs> like, we should have switched you with Rick, and he's still <laughs> <Yeah>. short. <laughs> <laughs> the other kid. All right, so I got an answer back from. Oh, okay. What does producer Albert, Albert say? I said, producer Albert, you watch Game of Thrones? He said, Yeah, I watched GOT. I said, Peter Baelish or Elena Tyrell, who is the better character? He said, hmm, Dot dot dot. I'd have to go with Littlefinger. Oh, oh yeah. He is the epitome of when you play the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. And he yes, died. Yes, he died, but he definitely played. Dang, there Producer Robert. So with that, 
I could have won. Shante, what's the what's the final tally? Who won this week? Aaron. Ah, uh, Aaron. Hey. Back I in needed, the wind column. I needed one of these, Should've man. Been me. Back in the wind column. Aaron, you had three? I got three. He has three, yes. I got three. How many do I have? Two? You have two. I have two. Corey got one. Uh, I'm a book guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey, thank you for joining us. Yeah, uh, did yeah. you have a good time? I hope. Yeah, and I hope I shared some book wisdom. Oh, that, you did. Uh, oh, you know. your Game you, of Thrones. You lit the fire. Like I need to get back into those books. I know. I, I might read three more chapters. <laughs> I think I would have had a lot more to say if we did this podcast like two years ago, <laughs> right before season eight. I was yeah. so ready. Oh man, I'm sorry that it's two years too late, but we got it going. Tell us about your podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm the host of the Modern Educator Podcast. It's a podcast where I interview educators and I ask them about their teaching philosophies and hopefully share some good information about how to be a better educator. Perfect. Where can we find that? Uh, well, you'll find it everywhere you find podcasts. Okay. Um, or just simply Google the Modern Educator Podcast. I'm the first thing that comes up. It's pretty awesome. That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if any listener would like to be a guest on my podcast, just send an email to VegasModernEducator at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can reach out to us, um, and then we will get you over to the right place. Oh, yeah. Shante, yeah. Aaron, what's going on with that guy? That guy's getting, you know, we're just watching all the films yep. and all the movies we can, just consuming all of these, these great, wonderful actors, and just, you know, just talking about them. They're great. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Over for me, continue to listen to Decom After Dark. Keep listening to The Strife, obviously, this show. Um, thank you for subscribing and whatnot. You could all, If you're just listening to this and you stumbled upon this because we had Game of Thrones on here, you could always subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify uh, at FuryPodcastNetwork.com. We're there as well. Fury Podcasts on Instagram, all the things, Facebook. We're like everywhere doing yeah. the things and the stuff. You can follow me at uh, Top Five Go Aaron on Instagram. Oh, and also tell us your top five. Yes, absolutely. Game of yeah. characters. Yeah. Don't forget to participate. Make sure yeah. you let us know because I want to know why you don't have Baelish one, and I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. I yeah. want to know why we should have had Elena as one, but that's well, right. wrong. It's what's wrong. A, what's the Albert. top five? What, what was the top the, five? Oh, the top consensus top five. Consensus top five. Top five. At number five is Oberyn Martell. Number two is Liana Mormont. Number three, Ramsey Bolton. Number two, Sansa Stark. And Peter Baelish is number one. Yeah! yeah. yeah. All right. James. <laughs> I think that's everything, guys. This has been fun. We went yeah. probably the longest we've ever gone, but it was well. Yes. yes. Um, I think with that, so bye. Bye. Bye.